Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. Joining me today for the first time, uh, you know, it's 71 episodes, but we've got new people because Jamie and Jonesy, you know what? We don't need them. We now have uh, 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 Jonesy and uh, Jamey. How you doing, mm-hmm. fellas? You had a real opportunity to there to go way off piste and come up with something really fresh and original. And I'm now Jamey. Can I? And what am I? John Say. John, John, John Say, Say and Jamey. Yeah. Okay. We just sound like some weird power couple from the 80s, like that maybe you started a duo band or something. I don't know. I like it. New, new wave. Uh, We're new, like Millie Vanilli. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I should have said I got in introducing Millie and Vanilli. Can I go we again? Don't sing nah, who cares? Ah, oh, fellas, it's good to be back. Uh, 71 weeks in a row. There you go. Well, more or less. <laughs> a few speed bumps along the way, but yeah. <laughs> so happy to be making my debut, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, glad you guys could finally make it on this podcast. I mean, I've only been trying to get you on here for God knows how long. But anyway, if you are joining us for the very first time, these guys are not new to the podcast. Neither am I. Uh, and hopefully neither are you. But if you are new, then welcome. You can watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or any other major podcasting platform of your choice. Or you can catch us on internet radio. That's right, paisleyradio.com, Thursdays at 10 p.m. Repeats on Mondays. I'm trying to get through this as fast as I can. Can you tell? I like it. (laughs) Yeah. Just a little bit of the radio host. Uh, My voice is a little bit screwed up today. My throat is very sore. So if you hear some hacking and coughing, uh, you know, it's it's one of those. Can I make a request, Chris? Please do. Can you do... The rest of all the shit you've got to do, the housekeeping, kind of auctioneer style. Like, here, da, 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 da. God, no, I can't, I can't do that, dude. I'd stumble over Try, try it for like five I, seconds. I, no, dude, I've got asthma, okay? All right, coming up in today's show, we're going to return all in Epic versus Apple and uh, Sony and Discord. But today we're going to be talking about Nintendo to release Game right. Builder Garage. You know so, beginners, have a go at making games on the oh, Nintendo you, Switch. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to put my hands up. It was a bad idea. That's all on you, dude. I, that, no, I, I take full responsibility. I'm sorry. Do you know what, though? Chris has got a career as one of those horse race commentators. Well, that's what Jamie was that's trying what, to say, yeah. Well, he said, I thought he said auctioneer, but I, you, said, I, I liked it. They, well, because you, um, you get the videos, don't you, of the American guys doing the auction house stuff, the going once, going twice stuff, but they do it <laughs> yeah. almost like to a hip-hop beat. <laughs> is, it the, um, it's, it's the, is it the Simpsons where they've got the one where it's like a... Yeah. Sold for a well, it's a it's a it's a bit of a trope, isn't it? It's not just Simpsons. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few people have done it. Anyway, yes, coming up in today's show, we're gonna be talking about Returnal, which is like the hot new PS5 game, Apple versus Epic, and all of the kind of the crazy stuff coming out of that lawsuit. Uh and uh some interesting Discord news. Hey, guess what? We have a Discord of our own, and you can access it by joining our Patreon for as little as two dollars. You can get access to our Discord and, and chat to us. Five dollars gets you some behind-the-scenes stuff, and uh, other dollars gets you some shout-outs, uh, which we'll get to in a, in a, in a second. Uh, but before we do 60, that, sixty-six dollars allows you to get on Chris's um, OnlyFans and see why his throat's so bad. Oh my god, dude! Jeez. Why sixty-six and not Jeez, sixty-nine? Yeah, you, I was going to say six hundred and sixty-six, and I thought that's ludicrous. So I just go. Yeah, 66. But why didn't you say sixty-nine? No. I should have. I should have. I wasn't filthy okay. enough. I, it it makes me feel better about like messing up my my prime opportunity at the start of this uh, podcast. You know? You're welcome. That's the the current like that's the undertone, the theme of this podcast. It's just missed opportunities every time there's an opening for a joke. I kind of feel like it's the theme of the podcast as a whole. Like 
on the surface it could I feel be like something pretty good theme. but as soon as the you theme. get into it it's like well it's a little bit shit but it's theme right. of our lives at this stage yeah, yeah. At, at our funerals what could you say about chris jamie we all die at the same time oh yeah what of can course, you say yeah. about chris jamie and jonesy uh it was a missed opportunity yeah. <laughs> i'd like to imagine that when we die all together it'll be like um uh thelma and louise style in a, oh, in right. a convertible car holding hands saying i love you off a cliff Nicely, no, we can't do that because we then there will be nothing left, and we all need coffins which are our size, so that when people come up, there's like a little one, a wide one, and a normal size. I, I tell you what, Josie, I don't know who's foot footing the bill for a coffin my size, but I don't think they'll be too happy about it. That's great. No, well, you see, they're saving money on mine, Jamie. So actually, it's like it all works out. I just, I've just got this image in the head that there's like this huge hole in the ground that all three of our coffins are going to be into, and like it's it's Jonesy's family lifting Jonesy's coffin, then it's Chris's family lifting Chris's coffin, and then it's just a huge crane like carrying mine and my family just standing watching the crane do the heavy lifting. Literally, oh my god! Wow. To be fair, they could stack us quite nicely. Couldn't? They? Oh, oh yeah, they could. What they if could we stack. what if we requested a, a Tetris burial? Like our bodies, our corpses were contorted into Tetris nah, shapes. Nah, right. Tetramidos. So what's going to happen is, let me. I, I, just a little bit of Nostradamus uh, happening here, right? We're going to die in a plane crash. They're going to take all the bodies from the plane crash, and our last will and testament would say that you have to play Jenga with our coffins. <laughs> right. Okay, I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, good. Just what? Well, just three piece Jenga, and they're all no, no, because it's the plane. So it's a plane full of people. Oh, Although I see. I, I did like I did like the idea of as they lower our coffins in, they play the Tetris music as they, did, uh, did, they just crank did, it up. Did, no, but it's just a really did, sad version, did, and everyone's did, crying, like violins. That's that sounds sick, actually. That does sound sick. Let's do that. See, maybe maybe this all missed opportunities. Maybe we got some ideas. Mate, ideas for how we die mainly. Can I can I tell you what, Jamie? All right, if you put enough pressure on a piece of coal, you get a diamond. Okay. Is that true? Kind of. It is. Yeah. If we um we could we could start a company, a gamer a gamer funeral company. Then why? Well, hang on a second. No, I've got to rewind a second. That you can buy charcoal at the the corner shop down the road. You don't see people squeezing the charcoal. Do you know how much yeah, pressure you, you need, dude? Pressure. Squeezing it with your hands. What if I gave the charcoal a job and made it do a hundred hour weeks? Wow. <laughs> Under pressure. Talking about pressure. That the pressure thing just reminds me of when um Homer Simpson goes to a thing of like how to save money and he gets told to squeeze every penny and he squeezes <laughs> a penny so hard that it goes through his hand and into his bloodstream. <laughs> no, the, the the you can tell synthetic diamonds though from uh from real diamonds, that's why they're not worth as much. Yeah. Oh, so the ones you make through pressure are not real. No, they are real, but you can tell because you can tell a synthetic diamond. Um, so, got, so you, if you, it's got Jamie, to do with like the brilliance the and stuff, right? I, I don't know how they do it, but um, it must be something to do with, because they use was it like the um, spe, uh, is it like a spectrometer or something? They look at the light diffraction from diamonds. They yeah. must be able to tell in some way. But um, Jamie, have you never heard the thing going back to funerals? This goes full circle that you can actually turn people into diamonds. Mm. I've never heard that before. No, you were of course carbon based. So what they do is they separate all your carbon out. They squash you down. They pressurize you, and they form you into a little stone that you can give to a loved one. Is there a company this, that does this? I believe there is. That's I'm quality. Google it right now. This is all news to me. I didn't know things worked that way. Oh, I thought that I thought the diamonds idea. like you get them to squeeze you into a little stone that resembles a Tetris piece. Okay, now we're talking. And you put it on a key ring, and then your loved ones can take it. And around then it's like you. you know, like like teenage girls when they've got those like little heart uh, 
necklaces, but it breaks in half and you give one to your best friend. We'll just be, all three of us will be three different bits of a, a Tetris. This, I like okay, that. this is the Someone, this someone's is the got best to hunt description. down someone's got to hunt down Steph and kill him and turn him into a Tetris piece as well. So you know so we have the complete set, but yeah. No, we, I think we need all of us. We need to get a Steph, Milo, Roche, Roche. <laughs> we need to get everyone turned into Tetris pieces. But look here he goes. So this is a company called Heart in Diamond, your everlasting love story. And their description is take it take a lasting reminder of your loved one with you everywhere you go. Heart in Diamond creates stunningly beautiful diamonds from your loved one's hair or ashes so you can hold on to a special memory of them wow. forever. Wow. Hair. I'd never thought that this was a possibility. Why doesn't everyone do this? People doing boring stuff with ashes, like, oh, I'm going to keep it in an urn. Do <laughs> something exciting. Mental. Live a little. Imagine, like, hand, I've handed down this diamond that's come from, like, my, my grandmother to my mother, and now I've got it, and it's my engagement ring. And you're like, oh, that's a nice family heirloom. Like, yeah, it was my great-great-granddad. No, but it's like, what, you what's your mental. granddad's ring? No, it, it, it is my granddad. Tell you what's mental. So my mum's boyfriend. And his ring is in there. <laughs> oh. I mean, technically. <laughs> Sorry. Come I was going to say, my mum's boyfriend really likes animals and nature and stuff like that. And at one point, I don't know if it's still his plan. Is he a taxidermist? No, no, <laughs> no, I no. But he was going to do some weird thing where he was buried in the middle of a field, but in like a basket, like a wicker basket that would intentionally disappear. So his oh, body yeah. would eventually just like be incorporated into the ground and get eaten by animals and turn into nourishment for plants and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's. I think that's quite a normal thing. There's also. People that want to be... That's um, not a normal it's thing. It's a normal thing, I want to dump a, a dead thing. guy into a field. There's also people that want to be buried um, like underneath trees or with seeds of a tree so that'll grow out of their body. Oh, okay. That's, that's someone who's watched The Lion King too many times. Remember. All right, we fellas. The circle of life, Simba. <laughs> Everything let's... the light touches is a Tetris piece. <laughs> if you could... Go on then. Quick, well, quickly now. If you could pick anything... What would you go for? I, do you know what I'd get? I'd get shot into space if I could pick absolutely anything. Hmm. I think that'd be Good fun. In a coffin, Star Trek style, where they send you out in a coffin just flying along in space. I'd, now like, to, the- I'd, I'd like to be um, preserved. You know, like those saints where they preserve their body and it's just like then they just put the body on display. They do it a lot oh, in okay. Russia, right? Like, like Russian, cool, yeah. old Russian monarchs and stuff. They're just like, do dress, they mummify the, them, dress them up. Kind of. Kind of when they when they do it in the church and they say, "Oh, this this is a saint and his body hasn't uh, decomposed, but there's no mummification process. It's just it's a miracle." I want one of those. <laughs> right. Okay. Hmm. Okay. See, I'm 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 kind of torn. I'm tempted now that I've learned all these things <laughs> about being made into diamonds and stones and things that you could theoretically shape. Tempted to say butt plug. Wow. Uh, and then. Wow. But then the twist is, wow. I don't want it to be like a family, wow. like a kind of a family butt plug that gets passed down from generations. Because <laughs> that's kind of strange. I like the idea of just becoming like an anonymous corpse butt plug that gets put on a store shelf somewhere and some completely stranger, like random person buys it. And it's just, you get to see how it changes hands as generations pass on. Nice. That's cool. See how far, see how far it goes. I like the idea that... Uh, how, like, really, like, really like, how like, far it goes. Well, like, do, you, do, you remember, do you remember the beginning uh, montage of... Is it Lord of War, the Nicolas Cage film? Oh, yeah, with the, with the bullet. You, you see the life of the bullet. I want oh. that, but as the the POV of a mind butt plug. Right. I, I, I think I'd rather not like watch it. that film. Thank you very much. It's called, yeah. it's called Lord of Anal. In stores now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can imagine there'll be some dark times. <laughs> oh, dearie <laughs> me, Jonesy. I like that. But, um... 
if you uh, see, I think we, if, if Jamie were to go first, Chris, I think what you and I should yeah. do is we should we should announce that we're making finally making the Jamie body pillow, and we just wrap him in cling film and <laughs> stuff him inside a pillow, and then send sell it or sell them. And but we actually only ever send out one. And well, we don't tell the person that Jamie is actually inside. I, I would actually like to do the whole um, torn, torn thing with uh, Jamie's corpse. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's just slice them open, uh, clear out a bit of the guts, and then just, you know, use them as a nice, like, blanket. Get in. Yeah. It would be both sizable and warm, I can assure you. Sizable What's the thing warm. they do with lions where they, they make rugs out of them with their heads? Oh, yeah. Like, do that with Jamie. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe. Actually, I, I, actually fellas... Uh, we oh, this got weird, didn't it? We've mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago, but it's going to have to be the weekend at Bernie's thing. Oh, just keep him alive. <laughs> you know, it, it really yeah, is going to be the weekend at Bernie's. There you go. Uh, so many options. Let us know in the comments down below which what, what we should do with our corpses and what you're planning on doing too. <laughs> wow. All right, fellas. Uh, the first fucking news item in this uh, gaming podcast, if you didn't know, uh, because Nintendo, just out of the blue, have announced a new game. And it's called Whoa. Game Builder Garage to let beginners have a go at making games on the Nintendo Switch. Think Dreams, think Roblox, think Nintendo. That's how they should actually market that game. Should think just, Dreams, thinks Roblox, think Nintendo. Just, just, just reference the competition that did it first. Yeah. And have everyone go, oh, so I can go and get that on yeah. the yeah. systems immediately. So, so this is great. It's basically like teaching kids how to program and stuff in a very Nintendo way. Uh, I think it's pretty yeah. cool. It releases on June 11th for $30. Fair enough. What's cool about it is you can make your own games. You can share them. If there's some kind of a share function like or discovery function like um, Super Mario Maker, that would be pretty cool. But a lot of people, obviously, on social media are taking to it and saying, you know, sending out all the memes and saying, well, if Nintendo's not going to make Metroid Prime 4, I'm going to fucking do it using, <laughs> yeah. using this thing. It's kind of <laughs> kind of weird. The meme that I enjoyed the most was perhaps the awkward moment when Nintendo has to DMCA take down their own game because everyone's <laughs> making Mario 1-1 in it. <laughs> yeah. Which, that is an interesting obstacle they're going to have to overcome because everyone fucking makes Mario 1-1 in, 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 in these games, yeah. don't they? Well, I'm sure that Mario 1-1 will be um, part of the tutorial, right? It's going to have to be. Surely. It would be amazing if that wasn't like the first tutorial, right? Yeah, because that's that's such a simple like. Hey, here's how you make a sprite or whatever it is. A model move left and right and jump yeah. and you know create a pitfall with a death. It'd be interesting to see how deep they go. I know they've shown some footage so far of like you said, Chris, it, almost like the node style system where you can yeah. link up these boxes. So it's like, hey, left to right movement on the analog stick is attached to or attributed to left to right movement of the character and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's they simplify cool. that stuff, it could be a, a fun little tool because. We mentioned Dreams. I have no experience yeah. with Roblox, but Dreams is... If you want to go deep on, on Dreams, um, it can be intense. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder just how deep the the rabbit hole will go on this one. Uh, well, this... Uh, the one thing I like more, like, I think that seems better about this is... I don't, I don't know about Roblox, but, um, like, about than about Dreams is the way that this is packaged with, like, oh, it has lessons that take you through how to make different games and how to utilize n- nodes... I think so. Dreams does that a bit, where it has obviously a bit of a tutorial aspect, but this seems more Nintendo and more user friendly, which I think is going to be great for kids yeah. to kind of get into. Because, like we're saying, if you can go in and you can make Mario one one, then you can go and do that, and it's really easy. And they walk you through it, and then they take you to the next level. It just seems more accessible, which was always a good thing. Yeah, accessibility. 
And I guess the other thing is it comes off the news of just what a beast Nintendo Switch has been. Because it sold, ah, oh, fuck, what was the number? I don't have it on this document. It was 81.9 or 89.1 million units. Well on its way to hitting 100 million units by the end of this year. Yeah. That's, 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 that trajectory is excluding any potential Switch Pro. I, they're just about to hit 85 million. 85 million. It's fucking yeah, just shy of 85. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's been, there's been some mad numbers coming coming out of Nintendo. They've had a record sales year in 2020. Uh, yes. Mario Kart 8 uh, Ultimate or whatever it's fucking called is still like the top seller of this console generation. It's it, it's mad. And and you know what makes it mad. even more mad in some respects is one of the things, one of the tidbits we found out as a result of the Apple versus Epic lawsuit, not to jump the gun too much. Mm. But while Sony and Microsoft still sell consoles at a loss per unit, Nintendo do not. <laughs> so that's 85 million times profit, which, <laughs> yeah. as my math is correct, equals more profit. <laughs> Professor so good for them. Good for them. Hey, you know, I, I did maths A-level. I know my shit. Did, um, I don't think either of you have, but did either of you pick up Snap? Nah. No. No, it was one that um, I think I might end up picking up for my for my five. Well, blimey, he'll be five when he and it's his birthday soon. Uh, when he's Jeez. five, I might pick it up. He'll for love his it, dude. Birthday. Hell yeah, because yeah, because yeah, like. uh, he's he was already into Pokemon to a certain extent, right? And that's is, a, yeah. a perfect distillation of like when you're into the Pokemon sort of designs and seeing them in action, and maybe don't care as much for the fighting system or like even the catching or leveling systems. It's just a great way to see more of that world and those interactions. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, yeah. With its own kind of challenge, I guess, as well, of the gameplay loop of that game. But yeah, yeah. It, it seems to be doing pretty well as a niche Pokemon title. But Yeah, yeah the man, reviews were decent. Yeah, I, just Nintendo just keep on... I, I guess they keep on banging to their own drum, aren't they? Just like yeah. everyone's doing... It, it's easy to get caught up in the Xboxes and the Playstations and all of this shit, but... Nintendo's just playing fucking 4D chess over here, isn't it? Aren't they? Totally. And the funny thing is, we're sitting here sort of praising them and looking at the record numbers they're putting up, but they still have a lot of things in their back pocket because of how relatively quiet they've been in the last 12 yeah. months. You know, mm -hmm. there has been a bit of a shortage of first-party titles that some people have noticed, others less so, and that's because the attachment rate and the staying power of titles like Animal Crossing, for example, last year are so tremendous and so high that you kind of don't notice as much that they could still release Breath of the Wild 2 at any point, or they could still release <laughs> yeah. Metroid Prime 4. You know, whatever angle you want to take, they could. They have a lot of games waiting. Yeah, you know, which is to, kind of like, and, and, it's, yeah. uh, it's a scary thought if their competitors... Because like, let, let's be honest, Nintendo is not a direct competitor to PlayStation or Xbox, right? They're, they're kind of this ancillary their own kind of thing but if they were direct competitors it's weird to say but it's true if they were direct competitors you'd be looking at that and you'd be thinking fucking hell these guys are crushing it and they haven't even released their like their 2021 slate yeah it's, it's weird because like you said they're not competitors and we're saying like they're playing 40 chess it's like they're playing a different game <laughs> somehow they managed to just stay out of all of that and it's like 
there's this whole gaming industry happening over here and they're like that's fine you crack on with you get we're over here uh so you can do all of that shit and you can argue about pc console whatever but but you also have to have a switch and you have to play nintendo games and everyone's like yeah yeah we know it's it's like (laughs) completely separate yeah Yeah. it's very strange you know what i was doing some uh house cleaning the other day some you know tidying up some spring cleaning whatever you may want to call it throwing out some old boxes of shit you don't need and i came across my box for my 3ds Oh, okay. uh, you know, I had, uh, I was an early adopter of the 3DS, so I got it when it was still like overpriced before Iwata took the uh, price price cut on his own um, salary just to kind of justify it all. Uh, so I got the ambassador program. Thank you very much. But anyway, and I was just thinking what a great fucking console that was. So, yeah. so much so actually that I was thinking I should really make a video on it. Make a video Ooh, in parade of the 3DS. I think so. It's a bit niche. Uh, you know, I don't remember which one I even owned. Uh, I think I owned the, the 3DS XL, which was like, wasn't that the the same, but it was just slightly bigger? That was it? Yeah. It was yeah. bigger, yeah. I think it's the first handhold I'd owned from Nintendo since the Game Boy Color. Oh, right. Um, wow. You never yeah. owned a Game Boy Advance? No, I never had an advance. I never wow. had an advance. The, no. the last, really? last handheld Game Boy uh, uh, Nintendo I had was straight up Game Boy. I wonder if well, that's well, a generational thing because the GBA was massive uh, for me and my friends at the time. Yeah. It's, it's, well, a, had a, it's a, a South PSP. Africa thing for me, dude. Yeah, oh, I had right, a PSP. Though. South Africa thing for me is difficult to get. Mm. Yeah. I, I, my I mom guess... actually... Sorry, I was going to say, my mom found her Game Boy a couple of weeks ago. No, so I went to her oh, house and she was yes. like, oh, look what I found my Game Boy. And she had the the magnifying glass oh, thing yes. that slides on the top. And I was like, this is hilarious. See, I want now the question I've got there is what was the game that your mum got with the Game Boy that made her kind of... Tetris, dude. Yeah. Or was yeah. it, was or it like my mum was addicted to Tetris on the Game Boy? Okay, that's, I, I was curious because I was going to say the same thing happened with my mum, except it was the, a DSi and brain training. At the time where brain right. training was the thing that everyone was like, oh, what is my brain age? 72. <laughs> Shit. Um, Nintendo was so good at that. Yeah. They're so smart. Like, yeah. they come out of these and then they, the, 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 Or the fucking the Wii balance board, where all of a sudden, yeah. like, again, oh, that, yes. every now and then, they're like, okay, we've created a console. Every kid on the planet wants it. How do we make the 40-year-old women want it next? And then they, they, <laughs> they, they figure yeah. it out. They did it with Ringfits as well, to a lesser degree, I guess, but they had some stuff yeah. issues. But yeah. I love them. Um, um, do you know what we should I'd love to make you know the meme of Hitler uh, where he's like yelling at everyone and then people change the subtitles oh yeah yeah I would love to do like a few of those where it's like the uh, you know the CEO of Sony of like Microsoft and stuff and just have them being like how do Nintendo keep doing this to us <laughs> they've just made a fucking board that you yeah. stand on and then, and then there's difficult. the bit where like Hitler c- calms down he's like well at least their first party titles we're gonna price drop soon and actually it was like <laughs> uh, actually actually my Fuhrer all the first party titles they keep their price <laughs> and he just goes, <laughs> and he just goes into another meltdown that's crazy but yeah. you, you know you know the main factor that made me think that i should make a video on it besides seeing the box and remembering what a great little console dude like dudes it had a little fucking i know it was like underutilized and it was maybe a little bit underwhelming but the mere fact that there was a little switch that gave you glasses free 3d is mental it's true. But that's but that's yeah. not what made me want to make the the video what made me want to make the video is i switched on my switch afterwards and there's no music on the menus and i was like these guys have saved up so much money not having any fucking music on the menus but then i remembered what fucking bangers the 3ds had 
just just sitting there, just fucking how robust that console was without having any single fucking game on it. You know, before you even put in the cartridge, that console was fucking bomb.com. Did they still have Picto Chat or whatever it was called by then? No, I don't. Well, they might have. They they had a they had a mail system. They had a mail system, and they had um. You could get the Pokédex, and you could see all Pokemon in 3D, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That was free. Oh, that's cool, yeah. They had, I, a, I they had a 3D video channel where each week they would release free 3D videos. They, they like, also had, there was like a Sean the Sheep fucking thing. It was quality. They also had an AR thing, didn't they? Because I remember when I got my 3DS, there were these weird cards with question yeah. marks on them, and you'd point ah, the yeah. cameras at them, and the models would pop out. Yes, dude. And it, would, like, it was all AR, yeah. Like, like... Out of the box, that that console was fucking amazing, and I, I yeah. think like, you know, obviously it, it sold fucking gangbusters. So it's not like a surprise to anyone that it was a quality console. But I think it's been a long time since it was introduced, right? And I think people are kind of forgetting just just how baller <sighs> Nintendo well, were with that fucking three DS. You've made it public now, Chris. So get right in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to get it done. Wow. Well, there we go. I, I think uh, in terms of the number of videos that each of us have made for this channel i think i think you guys are lagging behind so you know yeah, I, i've got some irons in the fire i've got some boot boys just you wait yeah I, i've been waiting for uh, 71 episodes so far so. <laughs> i was one of the things i'm uh, we were talk, obviously talking about uh the um what was it called game maker garage or whatever it's called yeah um is the fact that they've they allow you to use the things like the camera the motion controllers and stuff to make games with which i think was really cool yeah. It's like you were saying, some of the innovative stuff they have and uh, like the 3D stuff, it's, it's nice that they still, um, that they utilize that and they yeah. allow, they're going well, to allow people to play Jonesy, around with that in this new system. Hallelujah. The second implementation of the IR camera on the fucking Switch's motion <laughs> controller. It's, it's like the second coming of Christ. What, what are they doing? Yeah. They're not, I don't understand why they included it in the first place. Why? For Nintendo Labo and this, and in this, it's probably going to be such a niche feature no one's going to use. I just don't understand it. I don't know. Like, I think I, I some some things you put into uh, games consoles and stuff, and you, and people don't really use them. But I like the fact that they try and innovate, even if the innovation goes wrong. Like, I'd rather they did that than they never bothered to put. Okay, but hold on, because they're two for two on the fucking switch. Because it's the IR camera, which has no fucking use, and it's the HD rumble, which even as a first party, no one uses yeah. it. But it's you, not you, overhyped. You, it's quality, dude. It is really good. But, but you couldn't. No no, I mean, overhyped. To- Overhyped how much it was going to be used, I think, yeah, is what yeah, I was thinking. totally. But with the Switch, you could make the argument that the form factor itself is an innovation, right? Yeah, Like removable exactly. Joy-Cons and docking yeah. and all that stuff. They got that right, or at least the sales would suggest that. I don't know how many people actually dock and undock their Switch on a regular basis. I feel like people just decide which camp they're going to be in and stick with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I feel like I would have been prime example for that, of, of someone who did that, if it wasn't for the fact that I stopped commuting, like you know completely because <laughs> i would have taken it with me and then my my kids play it on the tv so it would have been we would have been doing both yeah but yeah no i don't i don't really undock it at all anymore it's a toilet console for me <laughs> yeah it is a great it's toilet a toilet console. and bed console <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a it's my bed console as well when you're lying down and you're looking at it like this thing. yeah, and, yeah. And, and then all the blood runs out from your arms you're like yeah and, and then you've got to like, anything shake yeah. out your hands you know and then you got to carry on yeah get, get nintendo should make a uh 
like they should make a thing you can lie on that supports you perfectly to hold your switch so you can almost like a sun lounger but you can like lie on it and it supports your elbows and your hands so you can like play no, hours what you without, mean, like, we, we talked about it before someone sent me a link you can get things that like brackets that hot go, yeah. like, attach to your bed and like have oh, a thing right. that holds the screen in front of you no, so you could right. I forgot suspend that. it in yeah. front of you. And of course, you could detach the Joy-Cons and just keep them by your side. But how weird would that be? Like you're lying down, there's a screen at your face. You've got the Joy-Cons, but because you're so lazy, they're down by your waist. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine, the, picture the scene. It's, be- it's better than when I do it with my phone and then I drop it and it lands directly <laughs> on my nose. And I think I've broken it for about three. And I'm like, wait, is it, is it, no, is it, is it bleeding? Am I bleeding? God, we, no. we all know that feeling, don't we? Jeez. Yeah. Slams you in the face at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. You know what else slams you in the face at 4 a.m.? What? This comment from Valdemar Martinez Jr. Jamie, you were made for this. Your segues are amazing. Obviously referring to when you hosted last week with your amazing segues. So I tried an amazing segue there, but I'm not feeling very well. So you get what you get, what you get, what you get. All right. I thought uh, I, I actually picked this comment, and the reason I picked it was because I thought Jamie does step up to the mark when he hosts, and he does amazing segues uh, when he yeah. hosts. And- oh, ja- Jamie, flattered. Jamie's always so hesitant, isn't he? He's like, "Oh, you got to, you got to give me uh, forty-eight hours notice, and I need uh, green skittles sent to me asap, otherwise I can't do it." It's like, dude, you're good at it. Just fucking no. Do but it. this is why I think this is why it is right. It's because every time Jamie hosts, he does a really good job of it. And he does good segues and he sounds and he has like little fun things to say and he really steps up. When I stand in and do it, I don't give a shit and I don't prepare and I don't think about anything. And then often it starts off with Jamie and you laughing at me going like, what are you saying? And I'm like, I don't really care. I've yeah, because you start it off like, hello, story. you sexy frogs. And we will be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, but I'm no, listen. Write, I, on, let, me, I, let me write that down for the next time I host. Hello, you sexy frogs. Um, I think uh, our fans, at least long-term listeners, would agree that we each bring something different and unique to the table when we uh, host, Most respectively. Uh, but I'm I'm more than happy to relinquish the task, fellas. So you know, no, I, I, take, I, I take it up. Just... I'll tell you what. Even let, let's do let's do this. Okay, let's do this. We will ask the listenership to comment on this video down below, who they think, Jamie, should uh, be hosting next week's episode, Jamie. No, so, I, I, I yeah. don't think... I, don't, I think that's no, fair. I th- democracy, it's democracy manifest. I, 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 I just always preferred this setup. Maybe it's a familiarity thing. I don't know why. I like this setup as well. It's like, I, I, it's like, Chris is the host, yeah. and then when Chris can't do it for whatever reason... Jamie and I get to go, oh, maybe, I don't it's know, should I do it? For me, it's it's like a sports thing where you have, you've got the play-by-play and then you've got the colour commentator. And I think when Chris is hosting, I feel like I can be the colour commentator in that I know that I can I can go off, off piste and go off course and Chris has got to rein me back in. <laughs> and same with when we move on from story to story and so on and so forth. But when you're more conscious that that's your responsibility, then you know you don't get as much colour in there. But then all you're I saying do, is I, that I, I don't get the opportunity to add color. That's why yeah, I have to go off on my weird segments about fucking cheese, no, you do. cheesecake you factory. Still, you still manage to add um, commentary, even though you do the hosting as well. Because you're how you managed to pull that out, which I I struggle to do that. I have to give a shout out. Though, you struggled. You struggled to pull out. I can tell, dude. You got two. I kids. struggled to pull out. Wow. <laughs> I had to give a shout out to another comment, which was. Um, Kerry Baldino said, wow, Jonesy was on point. This is from last week. Must be taking a break from the court ring. Do you know what? I haven't watched the court ring for about three weeks. Ah. I'm not really sure what what Kerry Baldino is referencing specifically there, but that's kind of scary. 
that is like that is actually true. Just your just your takes in general are getting better. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, know what, do you know what it was? Was that I have I've been I have to focus in. This is a true. Maybe this is a, like a, a, a hack for people Ooh, who life are like hack. me who are a life hack. If you're like me and you are you really struggle to focus on stuff, one of my life hacks is I try and uh, sort of submerge myself in something that I want to be doing, like I want to be thinking about. Like if I'm trying to make a video about, for example, one that I haven't finished yet, but um, let's say Cloud Imperium Games. The way I do it wouldn't be to just research a bit and try and write it. It would be to sort of immerse myself mm. in everything about them and read loads yeah. of articles and loads of stories for days. Take and out then a, I take out a second mortgage so you can fund them and <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I get you. Um, but what, and what I've been doing that recently with like fitness stuff. So I've been trying to just focus on like going to the gym and getting fit. So I've been just watching fitness YouTube. For like weeks so i haven't had the time to watch people like the quartering and the other kind of but trash that's, but that's the crazy thing about the fucking youtube <laughs> algorithm right as soon as you watch one fucking fitness video guess what youtube automatically thinks that you don't give a shit about any of the other channels that you used to watch and now it's just gonna send you a million fitness channels yeah which is fine which i'm but i'm sub to him so it still tells me to watch them but i just don't i'm like i can't be bothered and they're all kind of a similar they're all in a vein aren't they they're all of course like they're all in the same i, I have experienced vein. what chris is talking about though like when you can be almost like obsessive over a certain channel or a creator or a type of video for weeks and then something happens and the algorithm slips slightly and starts <laughs> pushing other stuff to you and you you realize that you've gone weeks without watching this thing you used to watch yeah. every day Totally. And it's yeah. kind of crazy. No, that does happen for sure, yeah. Yeah. It's also like when you you shop online for something that you need, like let's say a pair of gloves, and then you buy a pair of gloves. But then because all your search history is about a pair of gloves and glove reviews and uh, pictures of glamorous gloves, then all of a sudden all you get all you get sent is like, oh, I heard you're looking for gloves. It's like, yeah, I was looking for gloves. Now I've got gloves. Stop sending me ads for gloves, no matter how sexy they are. Like, you know, yeah. I've always, I've never tried it, but I've always wanted to do that thing. I've seen a few people do videos is where they don't search for it, but they just talk about something they would never. Oh, uh, the li the listening about. device, and then they sort of see if. Oh, I've um, lost you, fellas. Oh, there we go. You're back. But see if they get advertising. Yo, you're back. There you go. You, yeah, you froze for me as well. But yeah, then you see if you get advertising for it. So some, I think I saw one where someone was talking. They weren't getting married. They'd never talked about it. And then they talked about wedding dresses solidly for like 40 <laughs> minutes. And sure enough, when they turned their phone, I mean, it's, maybe it's a fake, but as soon as they turned their phone on, it was like, looking for a wedding dress. Yeah. Well, it's like, I've got, I've got three. Um, wedding dresses. I've got three wedding dresses because <laughs> I, I just can't help myself. They get advertised to me. No, I've got three uh, Google speakers in my house. Okay. Oof. And, and, and those things are always listening, right? Always yeah, listen. Yeah. Always. They've always got it on. So what's going to happen now is after this, I'm going to get ads for gloves. Um, anyway, fellas, <laughs> you will, how, yeah. how about we talk about uh, something that hopefully if we talk about this, we will get more of them because the algorithm will push stuff our way, right? I'm talking about our lovely patrons over at patreon.com forward slash super show. These are the ladies and gentlemen who keep the lights on keep the cameras rolling and we are forever indebted to them in fact the super show would be nothing without these people i am of course talking about aaron cameron athletic gravy hacksaw book reed javela cujo jesper Candal nielsen leo Merger, lonnie thompson magic grits nathan pierce pastors guild scary omen starfall kid zach cream 
And then the big boys, Shellshock, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Dude Abides. Thank you all so much for supporting Thank the you channel. Guys. Your support goes a hell of a long way. And hey, if your name isn't on that list, but you'd like it to be, head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and help the super show keep being the super show. If you know what Every I mean. Patreon is another step forward to getting a Jamie body pillow. I'm just going to say it's that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It, one day. One day. Uh, See, it's nice maybe. to say one day because we've got until we die in that plane crash that we have to make <laughs> it happen. So that could be any time, really. <laughs> it could be. The loosest of commitments. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it when I'm dead. So now <laughs> yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Wow. Well, do it when you're dead. Speaking about dead and dying, I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls, fellas. Hell yeah. More streams? Uh, Yes. So how about that for a fucking segue, Valdemar Martinez Jr.? (laughs) Classic Chris, making everything in competition. (laughs) But yes, uh, more streams, uh, Dark Souls. I had a bit of a tough week because I didn't stream on Friday and I didn't stream on Monday because Monday was a part of the day here and it was Greek Easter over the weekend. So very busy kind of getting all that shit uh, ready. But... um, yeah, got back to it uh, yesterday at the time of recording, which is the Wednesday, uh, over at twitch.tv forward slash hot panic. And it's cool. I did well. Um, still taking me a long time to get back into every time I stop playing it to get back into it of reminding myself just how slow paced that game is compared to what I think it is coming off, of, off the back of Sekiro. You'd think I'd learn by now, but I, I obviously haven't. I don't play the game other than when I'm on stream. So to combat that, what I'm going to do is stream on Mondays and Wednesdays to kind of keep the Dark Souls brain going. But I, I did well, fellas. I, I beat the um, the Bell Gargoyles, for what it's worth. Well done. I don't know what they are, but nice. very well done. Uh, yeah, no, be- Bells. Bells. No, for yeah. sure, yeah. I beat the, oh, hold on. The I, Bell Gargoyles, the ones we talked about last time. I, I beat the Bell End Gargoyles, yeah. The Bell... Did we talk about... I don't know if we did talk about the Bell Gargoyles. Uh, we might have, because in my previous stream, I just got to them and they absolutely demolished me. So oh, maybe the, it was then. The whole premise of this stream was, hey, I'm going to go and try and kill these dudes. I thought you were what? fighting a demon last time. Oh, that Some... was the start. That was the Taurus demon. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, it's Dark Souls, right? Like It's like uh, struggle through an area until you get to a boss and struggle through the boss until eventually you beat them. Like that's, you know, rinse and repeat. Uh, yeah. that's, what, that's what it is. Uh, I get you. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, don't know what else to say about it really, but I will say that I've also played not a lot, just one match, in fact, of Apex Season 9. Because when I went to go play, all the servers were kind of screwed. And oh, I did eventually manage to get into one match. Uh, landed down, got the new weapon, which was the uh, the bow. And I was not I was not all that impressed. And I, I died very quickly. Seems Damn, cool. Really? Like it, yeah, you know what it is? It's I thought it would be like a one-hit wonder, but it's not. And that's that's on me, because maybe I should have uh, practiced I think offline. that's a fair enough uh, assumption, because often in games, bows are yeah, hard right? to hit. So it's yeah. like, if you hit with a bow, it's a one-hit kill. Yeah, and, like I, landed, and I landed in a place where it was like um, high-tier loot. So I was like, okay, maybe it's a high-tier loot kind of thing, and it's a one-hit wonder. It doesn't seem to be. It seems like it's got decent... Um, uh, what's the word like a reload rate? It's not not as bad as you think Makes it sense. is, and you know obviously you, the more you hold it back, the more powerful and further it can go. But the thing is, it's it's relatively silent, and I think that's kind of what oh, it's got right. going for it. It's like almost if you 
in a medium range at a secure like location that you could just start potting people and they're not necessarily going to know where it's coming from. Right. Okay. You know, That's cool, but, though. I, I traditionally very much like bows in games, especially first-person shooters. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting in more, uh, some more Apex. It, it's interesting that this... I, I don't know what it is. It must be the link to um, Titanfall 2 and Titanfall 2 going on sale on Steam and then also having their free weekend on Steam. But Season 9, for some reason, hugely popular, crashed all the servers because you would think that eight going into eight seasons of it that they would have got their server issues sorted and they're not going to be surprised by an influx of players, right? But it fucking mm-hmm. happened. So, yeah, fair play. It's kind of crazy. It's a good problem to have, right, if you're them. It's better to have that than talking about shutting down the servers because no one's playing anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. True, it's a true. Very good problem to have. It does feel like there's been a recent surge of buzz just around Apex and Titanfall and that whole shared universe, and it's hard to know specifically what to attribute it to, but it's cool. It's nice to see that Apex is still going strong. Hell yeah, and you know what? It, it fucking deserves all the praise it gets. And you know what doesn't get enough praise, fellas, these days? Um... Is snooker. Because I watched ah. the Snooker World Championships. And let me tell you, that's some good You, you just right watched there. them. Yeah. I thought I saw this in the document. I was thought I thought you had played a snooker game. I got all excited. <laughs> no. No, I was watching the genuinely the World Championships of Snooker. It was great. Really, really good. Like Well, I mean, hold on, let's not overstate it. Snooker's it's, snoo- still, it's still snooker. Snooker's a it fun game, dude. But it's, Mark, it's it's in that vein Mark of like Selby? Is that Selby, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you want yeah. it. You want it for I think uh, the fourth time. See, so he's, snooker. snooker. I'm all about it. The snooker brain. I love snooker. When I was young, my parents had a snooker table. Not a pool table, full-size snooker wow, table. Wow, that should have, that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Well, South Africa, you've got space. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and my grandfather really loved snooker as well, so he used to, like, teach me all the stuff. I haven't played, obviously, in years, and I'm not very good at it, blah, blah, blah. We, we used to play some pool every now and then, I guess, on nights out. Uh, but yes, yeah, snooker's a fun game, dude. Snooker's really cool. It kind of gets that same itch that I get with watching cricket or golf, where it's like it's a chill time. You know, you just you're in it yeah. for the long haul, and you know, not many surprises. But then some some cool shit happens, but it's not high energy. It's nice cricket. I get it because and snooker, I guess to a certain extent as well, because it's all taking place right in front of you. Yeah. Uh, there is an element to golf, which is that I need it to be edited. I need it. I need the broadcast package where it comes with golf. I need to be able to jump from hole to hole and from golfer to golfer. I can't like take my chair and be like, I'm going to sit on this green and then just watch this. Like I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. I, like, see, I, I can do, I can do tennis, right? I can watch that if it pops up and it's like Wimbledon or like the French open or American open. I like, I can watch a bit of tennis. If I turn the telly on and snooker is on, I'm like, wow. <laughs> Something Mate, else. I, I'll tell you what you, you can get into snooker quite easily. You know, you know it's really cool, and it happened in in this um, the final. Um, so Selby was playing, and he just you know, other dude, I call it Murphy, I think it was. He breaks the balls, and then Selby's turn to go, and Selby just does not miss a single thing until he finishes the whole table, and the camera keeps on going back to Murphy, and Murphy's just sat there like this, like. That, yeah. I don't know. It lacks some kind of like at least in a game like tennis, every point you they fight for. I think the thing about snooker for me is it's just kind of like 
you can, yeah, you can do a whole frame yourself. You can just go, oh, there we go. And then like, and it's John Virgo going, oh, he's had a lovely ball there. Oh, I, I love it, dude, because you know, it's so, but it's also so me. tactical because it's like, not just about um, potting the balls. It's like, where, where does the, where does the, the white ball go afterwards? Right. And yeah. if you're not going to, if you're not going to sink a ball, where are you going to place it to snooker your opponent? I fucking love it, dude. It's so good. It's so good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hell yeah. Snooker gang. Give it yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to con- consider myself a part of it just yet, but. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I have a feeling it's going to be a resurgence. Do you know what? It, it's good. <laughs> I don't think there will be. But it, it's no darts. I'll put it no that d- way. <laughs> Fair enough. Darts is probably because darts no, all drunk. Boys, darts is the truth. <laughs> Trust me, you you need to tune in some darts when, especially when social distancing is all over and done with, and people are cramming back into the alley, pally. Put on some fucking darts. You have a time of your life. Oh I love. God. I would love to see like all the different like the top players from every sport, like little groups of them just clustered together in like a big warehouse, and you've got like the football players, the rugby players, like the gymnasts, even like even the the snooker players. Yeah, like everyone's standing around looking like the part, and then the darts players just like an absolute state, just standing there. <laughs> just like, what are these guys oh, no, doing? Joe, like, you know who'd look an absolute state? They have been drinking like... down the pub yeah. religiously for the last thirty years, yeah. and they've got really good at this game. So just give it to them, all right? First of all, well, they, that, one that's arm. that's a very that's a very outdated stereotype about darts players. Okay. The, the, wow. you know what? the last darts story that I heard that was in the news was about the darts player who farted and then tried to blame it on somebody else. He was else. accused of farting. Okay, and he said it wasn't him who farted; it was someone else who farted. And then they got into an argument where he was going, "No, it wasn't me; it was him." And he was going, "It weren't me; it was him." Like that's what you need to know about darts. <laughs> I mean, wow. he's not wrong. Imagine Roger, he's not, he's this, not feels wrong. Like this feels like a personal Imagine attack. Roger, Roger Federer going, "I didn't fart; it was." <laughs> It was the ball boy, and the ball boy's like, I don't fart. It was Roger. Like, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, because they play like fucking oh, 30, 30 feet away from each other. The darts, you've got to stand exactly where the other guy was standing just then. <laughs> it's a you tactic. Gotta... So, what it is, is it was a tactical tactical grunt. It's yeah. just all the Guinness and the pies that they're oh, eating. They, they don't do that. Oh, they're, the drinking, the they're drinking water. Go and watch any darts. They don't drink beer. I'll never the forget there was this one skit. Oh, um, there was a show called Not the Nine O'Clock News with Rowan Atkinson. And one of the skits was like a darts segment that they were covering in the Not the Nine O'Clock News. Close up of the guy's face, you know, and he's looking like sweaty and chubby and fat and he's he's getting ready and he goes like this and he goes, and his hand, and then the camera goes down and his hand goes and picks up a drink. He's like, oh, he's gone for the stout there. And you just <laughs> next that one. Oh, I think I've seen. Yeah, that. it's such I a good skit. Like, I'm no, obviously not doing the, it. The, these, are, these, these are these are dangerous and outdated stereotypes, and I won't I won't Maybe. stand for it. Wow, fucking hell! Darts wow. lives matter. Okay, Darts. it's it's like that thing. The argument about like where does a game become a sport, isn't it? Because you get that with um, obviously esports. You get the, the yeah, crossover true, where true. people say, like, is chess a game or a sport? It's like, oh, it's a game. Okay, so what about um, darts? Is darts a game? Because there's a physical component. Like, okay, what about yeah. snooker? And then you kind of go down this rabbit hole. and you Twister. Get to the people... Twister. Twister. Yeah. Twister's, yeah. Hey, game or a sport. Very athletic. Yeah, very athletic. game or a sport. But... Wow. Well, you know, yeah. it's talking about esports, Jonesy. Uh, I see you've been playing some Warzone. Has Warzone become an esport now or is it? 
Uh, I don't think it has um, actually. Hey, they don't, they don't have it. They don't have it. I'm sure a, it has, but not to a degree that anyone cares about. Have, yeah. they a, have they had a tournament? There have been lots of tournaments. But they have tournaments, yeah. I, uh, one of the things I, I, I I'm not talking about, like a Twitch Rivals or something like an actual oh. like, like like I don't you've, know got, you've got sure, COD but... League, right? Like what's called the uh, CDL. There's, or whatever. Yeah, there's definitely been Twitch Rivals. I don't know about anything more elaborate than that. Yeah. But I know there's some disagreement over like the way to structure tournaments because Warzone has this issue where if you get, let's say, 100 really good players and put them in a battle royale against each other, then yeah. it actually ends up playing out in a way that's particularly uninteresting for the viewers <laughs> at home. It's all about camping and sweating and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so what a lot of them do now is this kind of Wild West-style approach of everyone loads into matches and you just have to try and get as many kills as you can and like your top five games that you can register in a two-hour period in terms of kills... Oh, be right. like your score, and then that's how they do it. It's a strange yeah. thing. They kind of. I, I, I guess the weird thing is um, the spectator aspect of battle royales in general. I know PUBG struggled with it. Fortnite yeah. struggled with it. Like, how do you how do you cast a fucking battle royale game with a hundred hundred and fifty players? Like, yeah, it's mad. Let, let's go. Let's go and check back in with Phase so and so. And yep, he is still <laughs> prone. He hasn't moved for five minutes. He's watching the circle coming in. I was going to say, in a way, it's it's almost like more fun because you've got everyone in the tournaments playing each other all at the same time. And then you could, ha- you could have a point system whereby multiple matches happen. And then, you know, so you don't just, you're just not like you lose one and you get out. Well, I was just looking in, um, in Gadget. I've got a story from beginning of this year where they're talking about um, Activision. Gadget, War- Jesus. I like how Jonesy doesn't pronounce it like N-Gadget. He pronounced it like N-apostrophe Gadget. N-Gadget. Gadget. Like the N-Gage, Jamie. Do you remember the N-Gage? N-Gage. Like in Do Your Sausage. N-Gadget. There is a pro league. There is a pro league. There is a pro league. Are you in it? Me, far from it. No, the, do you know what? The only reason I put Warzone in is because I play Warzone like every week, or, or usually, but I did have a bit of a break um, for a few weeks. But I came to a decision, boys, about Warzone. You're going to uninstall it and never and live your best life like I have? I, I'm going to uninstall it. Yes! But, yes, bro. But, but I'm going to uninstall it after I win my first ever bat, uh, Battle Royale match. That's like fair. It. That's fair. Uh, you I'm see, I, I can, I I can I get done with that. And then as soon as I've won, I'm uninstalling it. Dude, come over to Apex. Like, like the amount of wins I've got in Apex over Warzone is ridiculous. No, I see. I've actually, I'm, I, I've, I think I'm going to try and pull away from uh, what the type of game Warzone is. But not just Warzone. I'm thinking I might pull away from like Warzone, Rocket League, all those kind of dip in, dip out games. Because Ooh. I'm just, I don't know. I'm Ooh. just finding like, I spend so much time doing that. Yeah. And no, it no, doesn't I... go anywhere. And it doesn't, it's kind of, you play it until you don't, but actually, yeah. I'd rather get more into um, games of a story, games of a message that have been that I can play and have a good time with, yeah. Uh, and dare say, complete. <laughs> um, Jonesy, I'm supposed to just. I'm totally there with you, dude. Like when I when I played that uh, session with Apex, trying to get a match, I could have been playing Cyberpunk, and it did actually cross my mind. I was like, I should really dip back into Cyberpunk. So and and exactly. So I've got so many yeah. games with good stories that I. The reason I don't finish them is it's almost like I feel like they're a big challenge to finishing them, and I. It's it's weird because dipping back in, it's like okay, I'm gonna have to get back in. I'm gonna have to play some more. It's is you have to be involved with it. But at least you get to the end of the game, you finish it, you feel like you've completed something. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these sort of perpetual games, 
they don't really have that element to them. Yeah. Um, and actually takes me to the second game that I started playing this week. And the reason I started playing it was because Jamie brought it up last week oh. and reminded me that I very nearly bought it before um, after the, uh, Steph Murphy, good friend of the channel, um, started playing it. And Is this the, the Brazzers game? <laughs> this is not I haven't pl- oh I did play more of the Brazzers game <laughs> of course you did I've, I should have I need, I need to mention that actually because I <laughs> did you see did you see the fun bags you do any I think you do well let me get into that after this okay so Disco Elysium was a game that I nearly picked up uh, when Steph was playing it and I really liked the look of it and obviously we've talked about it before on the channel as, as well but then Jamie was playing it and had a really good time with it and I thought do you know what I don't want to play as much Warzone, Rocket League, these sorts of games. I want to play games of a story. I want to get into it. And that sounded like the perfect game to dip into. And I've wanted to play it for a long time. And had a cheeky little sale on Steam. Um, and I'm really glad I did. It's a fantastic game. Um, as we were talking about last week, the writing is very good. It's a bit much <laughs> at times. Like the level of just words is, <laughs> I find myself skipping <laughs> some things. I'm like, I don't care. Um <laughs> And I read through the text before the voice says it, and I just skip. I'm like, I've read it, skip. Um, and a lot of the dialogue stuff is, you know, you're like, okay, uh, okay, okay, yeah, I get it, okay, okay, I get it, yeah, oh god, okay. But it's funny, it's interesting, it has some really like good quirkiness to it. The the way the characters get developed is a lot of fun, um, and they've obviously made a kick-ass game of a great story. And you, you include the role-playing sort of like dice rolling elements into it, and it adds an air of. Because that, to be fair, that game wouldn't have much challenge if there wasn't the dice rolling element to it and the risk of losing. Um, I think it would be more just like an out and out story where you were experiencing a story and going around and doing the case and meeting the people. Yeah. Um, okay, this is interesting. Um, really good time. How long to beat says it'll take an average of 20 hours to finish. I thought it would be much longer than that. I could imagine that I'll be playing it for like 50 because it's there's so yeah. many things to talk to people into completionist runners is at 41 hours okay it's not bad. yeah there's because there's, there's a central story line you know that you can follow very yeah. closely if you want to but there's a lot going on in that in that world for one of a better way of putting it right yeah um but yeah so that was good play disco elysium is wicked but to go back to the brazzers game god because I was, I must admit, I was like, I don't see the point in this game. It's not a game. There's nothing challenging. It's shit. And they haven't even tried to put an element of, uh, it's, it's, I can't remember the name of the company that make the sort of the anime hentai kind of like sexy games on Steam. I can't remember. The ones that made like the honey games and stuff, but whatever. They haven't even done that level of like dirty pictures. That is, they're really shit. But I've figured it out, guys. It's yeah. Because if you play enough, and you unlock certain things, you get slices of Brazzers porn films. Right, I say, like actual videos. Yes, so you can effectively, like, one thing will be that you can unlock, say, 10 scenes from a film. When I say scenes, I mean, like, 30 seconds. So you can play that game for days to do daily challenges to unlock another 30 seconds of of a Brazzers porn film. What is the point? <laughs> uh, I was about to say there's got to be a better way, but I'll take that back. There are better ways. Like, <laughs> you just, just go and find like, it. So it's bizarre. I, but then I suppose if it's if you're really hard up for cash and you're like, I've got to see that new browsers. No, bro, because like, month. okay, here's a life hack. If the, if you really want to watch that one scene and it's behind a paywall, 
just like Google the name of the <laughs> the movie or whatever they refer to it as, and I guarantee you, if on what one of those results on the first page of Google <laughs> will will work. Uh, Jamie is right, but at this point we should say uh, we do not promote the use of uh, copyrighted content and you shouldn't be doing anything illegal with your time. But if you happen to accidentally find it, then that's not on us. So there you go. But yeah, I, I find it odd, man. I don't know. Anyway, that was all I wanted to say about that. Wow. Hmm. Weird. Well, there we go. Jamie, go on. What, you, you must have been playing some interesting stuff because, come on, me watching Snooker and, and, and Jonesy giving up on Warzone, you got to bring it back for us, buddy. <laughs> I'll try and bring it. I, I can kind of bring it back, but then I, not in the way I wanted to. So I played Returnal this past week. Oh, so yeah. finally, a hot new release uh, and a PlayStation 5 game at that, which is a rarity still to this day. The only issue is it's been a very busy week, and so I've played it twice for about a combined two to three hours. Oh, or, um, you're letting I the team down, Jamie. Bro, I mean... We all have weeks like this, right, where things just don't go away and nah, I know, time I know. doesn't seem to become available and you think to yourself, hang on a second, just because I'm freelance doesn't mean I don't get weekends. When is my weekend meant to be? <laughs> um, and then you're kind of left scratching your head as to why uh, yeah. that didn't materialize in the way you wanted it to. But, um, yeah, Returnal. <laughs> I really like it. I really like it. I, w- I wish I could have gone a little bit deeper because I was saying to you guys midweek when you were asking me about it, it's so far it's delivering on all the things it had promised to deliver based on reviews, previews, you know, trailers and so on and so forth, in that I really dig the tone. Um, I think yeah. the story setup is very intriguing because it doesn't seem so far to be quite as cut and dry. as It's not like a Groundhog Day, and it doesn't seem to be quite as simple as just a dying comeback. There are other caveats to the story that I uh, would like to explore. We've all seen by now that, you know, it goes first person at times. It's got some yeah. almost PT-esque house moments that i've seen how some of that stuff plays out but i don't know what the link is to the yeah. to the wider story big sort of prometheus vibes and a lot of the design of the both the mostly the environment and then some almost xenomorphy uh inspiration for the the aliens you're fighting in some cases not all cases yeah. uh big annihilation vibes from the soundtrack so um oh, yeah. okay well i'm done for that so when that all comes together and you're in the middle of these heat pretty heated battles uh the gameplay feels very fluid, as as I'm sure it looks to anyone that's kind of, as I said, caught any of the footage so far. Combine that with the dual sense support, which is really on point. Um, there's a lot of positives. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, going back to the thing I said to you guys midweek, the issue is I haven't spent enough time with it yet to know if the problems are going to be problems, if that makes sense. So yeah, like right. lots of people talking about um, the lack of, checkpoints and the lack of autosaves and so on and so forth and how that affects the flow in terms of is it feasible to expect people to say do a run through biomes one two and three even if you don't have to do the bosses again to get to the first quote-unquote checkpoint in the game how long do those runs have to be um is the software and the hardware and the compatibility between the two stable enough to support (laughs) runs that long which we'll get into it in a little bit i'm sure when we get to the news kind of portion of this uh, so I haven't been able to explore that, and I still don't know the answer to the big well, question. Well, no, no, which co- is, cover, it, cover it now, dude. Uh, but I was just going to say, well, but still speaking on like my experience of the game, I still don't yeah. know whether or not it's worth £70 is the main thing I've come away from yet. Okay. Like, I, I, I hope to have a more fleshed-out answer to that question yeah. by this the, time next week, but at the moment it's like, I feel like I've barely played this game. The thing I'm curious about is 
is it a Jamie game? Because on the on the surface of it, I would say it doesn't seem like a Jamie game. See, what, I've got. To, I'm going to throw that back to you. What what makes I'm, now? I'm curious. What makes you think it's not a Jamie game? Challenge. Sorry, come, come again. <laughs> oh, do you mean lack? Okay, do you mean lack of challenge, or that it has got challenge? That it has got challenge. Ja- Jamie, Jamie <laughs> is a frustrated gamer. I can I can say that much. And I can say that much without Jamie having to be defensive about it because he knows it's true. Hundred percent, I'm a frustrated gamer, especially in competitive uh, environments. And okay, I'm frustrated not competitive, though. But like playing, seeing you play games like Dark Souls or Bloodstained or uh, <laughs> Blasphemous or whatever, it's like it's like the, these harder games do not seem to gel well with your frustrated gamer persona that's that's what i'm saying like not necessarily on the roguelite uh yeah. aspects of it but more case of like do you get to a point where there's 500 bullets on the screen and you like you and you say you know what fuck this game this hmm. is what i'm curious about where that comes from so so don't get offended when i say challenge no, but you know no. what i mean i i know what you mean um i guess do you know what? Like, it's weird because you're right. I have gotten frustrated before with some like Soulsborne games in the past, for example. But I've also sat through and played, you know, what in some corners are considered difficult games, like whether it's the Hotline Miami games or what have you. And yeah. I think it depends to what extent death is made to feel like it's a part of the experience. Right. Yeah. And lots of people argue that death is a part of the experience in this in from software games, and they're they're right. But for some reason, they always felt a little bit more frustrating. Um, to me it's all it's almost like i know that there are guys out there that stream every single from software game back to back to back and don't get hit and so it's a thing of like (laughs) fundamentally you can play these games without getting hit and when i know that there's that thing in the back of my mind saying you don't ever have to get touched to beat this game then i'm like i suck i'm I'm not doing well enough and then then i beat myself up about it returnal hasn't quite got to that point yet i think it might but it also helped that like so my first run kind of ended fairly prematurely. I think I was meant to die, but I can't be sure right, based yeah. on the kind of story and tutorializing stuff that happened immediately afterwards. So my my first full run, or what I consider a full run, I got to the boss of the biome and I got him to his third stage, or whatever yeah. you call it. So I felt kind of proud of myself for that, especially considering the run was kind of botched. Um, I had a couple of really bad, um, I forget what they're called, um, what, parasites. Yeah, parasites. Right. Um, but honestly, Chris, I, I don't know yet. I don't yeah. know. It's a waiting yeah. game. Like I might come back in next week and say, I never beat the first boss and I gave up and I never playing it again. But <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. See, I, I find it's interesting when you were saying about, you can't decide whether it's worth, uh, full price yet. Cause I am, I have an issue and I'm sure that this is with me, not with like the games, but I struggle to see the value in roguelikes anyway, because I know that if I was never going to get out of the first, say, 15 minutes of a game, which this doesn't seem like that kind of roguelike, but it does seem like it is a roguelike. So if I knew I was never going to see past the first 15 minutes and I know that I'm never going to play a game enough to get past that, then I'm like, well, what's this? then it's not worth it to I, me. I think there is a difference there, Jonesy, because usually when you talk about roguelikes or roguelites, they are of the indie variety and they usually cost anywhere between five and 25 dollars slash pounds you know that's true they're, but they're have very been some very seldom yeah yeah but there are very oh, then, seldom full price games let yeah, when, alone 70 dollars games what do you what do you guys think was the last like full price roguelite because nothing comes to mind for me 
I can't remember how much Hades. was Dead Cells. How much was Hades? No, Dead Cells was no, cheap. No, Hades and Dead Cells were both not full price. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I like, I wonder. I don't know. I can't think of what it would be. Spelunky, obviously, not full price. Slay the Spire, yeah. not full price. Enter the Gungeon, Binding of Isaac, Rogue Legacy, Crypt of the Necrodancer, so Nuclear so Throne. Th- Risk this, of may, Rain, this makes me happy, two. though. Like, definitely mainstream rogue roguelite elements into more AAA titles, I would say. Okay, fine. Uh, Returnal's yeah. not necessarily strictly AAA, but you, know, you get what I'm saying. I, th- like I, think, I think it's the thing. I think it is AAA, but I just think that they kind of, that it, there's something in our brain that does what Jonesy's saying right now, <laughs> which is that almost the AAA $70 idea clashes with what roguelites usually are. And like, I think we associate that thing of like dying being part of the process, and that means seeing that same early yeah. area over and over again, and then that limits. Okay, how many areas and biomes can there actually be? How much art could have gone into this game? Yeah. How much of a story yeah. can you tell through roguelike design? We look at those as usually inhibiting factors that limit the extent to which you can pull off that price tag. Yeah, and, and I think Returnal is trying to, yeah, Deathloop as well. I, I feel more confident about Deathloop for some reason. Like, again, Deathloop is another one that hasn't registered as a roguelite for but me. But can I tell you why? Because it, it's to be seen whether it is like roguelike or roguelite. But it's coming from Arcane, who are not yeah. necessarily changing genres to make that game. Whereas you talk right. about Housemark and you look at the stuff that they've done with their bullet hell stuff, and then all of a sudden doing this third person. You know, there, there is this bigger jump between genres that they're doing yeah it's a bigger perspective jump but then you also make that point and you could easily say okay great but um fucking resogun and next machina or whatever they were all indie games too yeah so this is also a developer to back up jonesy's point that yeah. is firmly planted in indie roots that is making a similar style of game to, it, to other indie games they've made i know we're overusing and generalizing with the term indie here but hopefully people <laughs> know what we mean I don't know. It's, it's curious. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not hard to explain. It's not like, you know, Death Stranding where that game came out and people were still going, yeah, but what is it? <laughs> Returnal is this weird bunch of like mix of things where it's like, okay, it's Housemark used to make these bullet hell sort of arcadey shooters, but they've made a third person shooter now, but it's also, you know, a it's a roguelite, but it also has Metroid-like elements where you're getting, uh, you know, hard upgrades that allow you to access different areas on your runs. And it's also got first-person survival horror-style storytelling reminiscent of PT that happens in the middle of your... Like, it's a lot of things, but at the same time, it's not hard to compress them and see, yeah. oh, okay, that's what that game is. There's not that much yeah, smoke that- and mirrors, you know. I think the other thing is as well is when you if you're going to pay full price for a game, <clears throat> maybe the, well, the the genre kind of suffers a bit is because when you don't have when choice is taken away from you. So like you were saying with the parasites. So if you get a bad hand of parasites and it ruins your game or that run, and then you do another run and you get a bad hand of parasites, I think it could it can almost feel like um, the game is not as good as it is. And then you do a run yeah. and you get a great hand, and then you feel like oh this game is fantastic. Most games allow you to make the decisions and you to decide the skill tree directions and for you to sort of craft how you're going to progress with the story. Whereas um, Returnal is a type of game where you don't have the, like Hades, I had some amazing runs where I had incredible power-ups and I was so, and I was so into it. And then I would have another run where they were, it was rubbish and I didn't like it. And then it would do it a couple of times. 
and it would kind of put me off playing anymore. And I think, <clears throat> I suppose that's all you put all those things together. And I, and then that's why as a genre, I'm like, okay, they can be fantastic. But when you start to talk about full price titles, I start yeah. to say, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, so I can see why it's for other people. Maybe I can see I, it's not for me. Like Hades, I really did enjoy, but I never finished it. I got to the point of fighting hate, um, fighting Hades, but I didn't actually manage to get defeated. But, but that's it, um, right? At a full price title, it doesn't matter if you don't finish it because you, you're getting the enjoyment from the systems and the games. That, that, that to me is right. kind of like an, an exemplification of what these rogue style games are like where it's it's about the runs it's not necessarily about completing the run obviously there yes. is that draw and there is that reward if you do but it's this this is maybe a question for you jamie in terms of re, how it relates to eternal hmm. but if i think of a game like my favorite rogue roguelite is um risk of rain 2 which is fucking amazing right right what yeah. happens there is at least in the early to mid game or mid playthrough of that life cycle of that game let's say it doesn't matter how far you progress or what you do you're constantly unlocking stuff and i guess the same was with like dead cells where you start the game you're really shit but you're unlocking stuff it makes you better but it's more like how robust that unlock system is you remember you go into dead cells in the starting area and there's all those jars hanging from the the ceiling and yeah. you're like, oh my God, there's like 250 jars there or whatever it is. You're like, Jesus, yeah. you know? Whereas Returnal to me seems like, oh yeah, there's like 10. It, it, I, I, yeah, might it I might be wrong. No, it doesn't have that equivalent. Um, so that, the that only... is what makes a good roguelike or roguelite to me is well, this continuous kind of rewarding for your efforts, even but if you're no, not going because, anywhere. Because, because now, yeah. no, now we're talking about the 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 discrepancies between the genres because yeah. roguelikes and roguelites are different yeah, okay, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is you prefer roguelites while Returnal is more of a roguelike. Yeah. In in so much as like, but basically, basically I must what admit, it's I use is, the terms interchangeably because I don't really know the difference between the two. It's, the well, one, it's not my rogue, genre. I think, I think roguelikes rogue, are more punishing than roguelites. Yeah, like, because roguelites, the, 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 I like, think, give you more stuff. Exactly, because the, 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 the way, I think the way it worked originally was that the roguelikes were called roguelikes because they were like rogue. And then rogue yeah. lights became the lighter, <laughs> see, yeah. lighter version of that because right, they started yeah. to get away from some of the fundamental sort of rules of the the genre. Yeah. Um, so, like, I I don't know if it's necessarily like to to the detriment of Returnal. It just might not be to everyone's tastes. And I think yeah. games like Dead Cells and Hades and Risk of Rain Two have almost sort of like gotten us all a little bit more used to this idea of like, hey. Things are going to get easier every time. You yeah. should be getting further right. every time. Whereas Returnal is almost a, a if, excuse the word, I've no other word for it, a return to the days oh. of like, hey, you did a two, you did a two hour run and then died. You might have come back with some more ether, but there's a chance that that's it. And ether. <laughs> so would you call it a rogue like as opposed to a rogue light then? Or is it's that somewhere? A- it has to be somewhere between the two. It has to be somewhere <laughs> between the two. Okay. Um, it's, it's funny because um, yeah. in a way, like we're, as we're talking about it, it makes me realize, you know, even you look at um, games like Warzone, mm. that, I mean, what that's almost roguelite in a yeah. way in that you you play the same thing again and again and again. The challenge is different every time, but you have this over game, which means, you know, you unlock new stuff and you get new weapons and you do this. And even well, like Apex and all these other things. That's kind of more cosmetic based than like skill based. Let's, let's, but then it's... Sorry, mate. Sorry, let, let's roll the clock back half an hour to Chris fighting a boss that kicked his ass the first time. <laughs> what the game was saying there was 
yeah, you're going to die. And every time you die, you're going to feel hopeless because you know you're going to go into... I mean, yes, you can grind in Dark Souls. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But like <laughs> a lot in more theory, than you can in Sekiro. In, in theory, a lot, a lot of the communication from a game like that is like, hey, like I know it's a cliche to say get good, but get good. Yeah, and you do, patterns, and and uh, yeah, other. and games are rewarding when they actually allow you to bridge that gap that caused the downfall the first time, but let you get over that hump, that hill, you know, the second, third, fourth, whatever time. Um, I suppose the reality of of uh, these types of games versus more traditional sort of linear story campaigns to games is is actually the just the difficulty curve. Um, Games make things much easier at the beginning so that you can survive and so you can get good whilst you're playing the game and you never feel that the challenge is too much for you, whereas these games don't hold back and they immediately say, no, if you're too shit, you can't play the game. You're going to die. <laughs> you're going to have to start again. So they immediately go in with the cur- like with the difficulty curve high. And yeah. like Jamie said, you've got to get good, otherwise you can't, you're not going to get any further. Yeah. So, that, so, so my real problem with them is I'm just not good enough to stick with them for yeah. any length of time. I, I don't know. In I, order to, uh, I, 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 when it comes to Returnal, I don't know if I'm good enough. And to go to what Chris was saying earlier, I don't know if I'll be able to kind of like mentally keep myself <laughs> composed and stay stay with it. But yeah, should we should we touch on a few of the things that came out news wise Returnal this week before? We yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, because it would make sense. Um, because uh, yeah, so because I saw a couple of things um, which jumped out at me, and I I think I misconstrued some of the stories, and Jamie was sort of correcting me before the pod, which was quite useful actually. Uh, because I think my original um, original story that I'd seen was people were getting super annoyed because Returnal's playthroughs were so long that the game was um, the PlayStation Five was occasionally crashing, um, and then they were losing any of the progress they made to that playthrough, and then they had to start that entire playthrough again, which sounded. So- absolute trash i'm not gonna lie <laughs> would be infuriating especially if like as you were saying jamie it's a game that has already got you into a sort of a stressful position because you're worried about dying and you're worried about um progress and how difficult the game is um, yeah yeah that was that sense that sounds like a hell of a thing because there's no saving right you can't there's no quick saving <laughs> no so th- th- there's there's no saving in your runs um so if you were say like in the middle of a run and your uh you lost power or you turned your PlayStation off or you quit the game to launch another game or you put the console in rest mode and there was a system update which has happened or there was a game update (laughs) uh, which has happened, then yes, you would lose that run. Um, There are six... uh, Before we move on, can I just confirm then that I think it's the third first-party title for the PlayStation 3, uh, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 5, is a game that does away with a function that the PlayStation 5 specifically introduced, which was <laughs> switching between games. Hey, well, in what sense do you mean the PlayStation well, introduced the functionality games. to switch well, games? Because you, could, you couldn't switch as easily ever, ever before on a PlayStation from one game to another mid-game and just keep playing, like you can do on the PlayStation 5. You can't, you can't switch from any game to another game Yeah, that's an playing. Xbox thing, dude. No, see, well, okay, you, you, can, you can get as close to that as you've ever been able to do in a PlayStation. You can hop in and hop out of games. Yeah, but every seriously. every game fully closes and fully opens every time you switch games. But they, but because of the saving, the way most games save these days, it doesn't feel like you're losing anything. Oh it right, like, okay. I, yeah, I, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I just, I, 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 I reject that idea. I, I feel like, I feel these days like you don't. It's like you don't even miss a beat. You literally just go everything auto. You might feel that way, but it works the exact same way it did before. It's just games load faster. Yeah, but that's what it. That's how it feels. It feels great. Like, so you, what you're saying is, hold on, hold on. What you're saying is not necessarily tied to PS5, but more tied to game development lately, where it's auto saves sure, rather than right. save. 
Auto saves and yeah, save and points rather than manual saving. And for a PlayStation player, it's, it's the best iteration it's ever had where you go from one game, you go, oh, I'm going to put this down. And you go to the home menu and you put another game on and you pick up that game and you turn a game off and you hold But even, even when that happens though, Jonesy, it, it just kind of spits you back at whatever closest hub that you've had, regardless of where you are. But the hubs now are almost, they're non-existent, right? Okay, like but you're I'm talking playing... about game development now instead of anything else. Oh, it's, yes, it's a massive factor. So if you're playing... Um, that, yeah, like if the most common switch that I've made this week is from Returnal to Warzone. Like, how is that, what you're saying, at all applicable in that scenario? So the one that really stood out to me would have been something like um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, whereas it was a game that you can save wherever you want. <laughs> You literally just save it and then you play something like Rocket League or whatever and then you go back into it because you need a bit of a de-stress. But yeah, but it, it's, not, it's not suspending and resuming like the Xbox is. You're just loading Ghost of Tsushima very quickly. Yeah. But it loads it wherever you say it. Wherever you yeah, because that's the, the way Ghost of Tsushima was designed, like Chris said. That's Yes, that's what I'm saying. But with a game like this... So, but, no, because the original that. point you made was that it's, that, that it's a game that goes against the PS5's infrastructure or the PS5's design. That's not true. Okay, but it goes against... <laughs> modern gaming it goes it goes against the way jonesy wants people to make games no because because when the ps5 came out and it's like oh you can eat you can seamlessly with the ssd you can switch from one game to another and because the way games are made these days you don't need to worry about going and saving here or not being able to save you can that, was ne- that was that was never time. part of the deal that was never part it of is the part deal. of the deal no you're what? you're the, the whole saving loading thing is something you're bringing into it you're talking about get switch yeah game, i am game. i said i'm bringing it into i'm talking about the fact that you can save and drop out of a game and load and get into another game and then drop it back into another game seamlessly it, it feels seamless and you're saying sure, it's you odd that it. you can't do it in this one no, you, the thing like is, the no, the th- no, that's the thing, Chris. It works, it works, it works exactly as Jonesy's describing. It's just a game that's designed with no save point, so you always start at the beginning. It's still quite yeah. seamless in the way Jonesy's talking about. No, it isn't. It's yes, not. it is. It does, it's not. You just can't save runs, because it's a roguelike, and they decided they didn't need to save runs for some reason. You can't, you can't mid-run. As far as I understand, I haven't played it. Tell me if I'm wrong. You can't but mid-run. But that's nothing save. to do with the PS5. It's the, it you is. can still seamlessly switch back and forth. They just the housemark decided. Nah, you can't. Yes, you can. Housemark you can't. just decided that you. Can, okay, here's an example for you, Jonesy. Let's say I launch Returnal. You're. Hold I, on, I'm you're standing. About, I'm standing in the first opening area. I don't make a single step, and then switch yeah. to Ghost of Tsushima. Load no, my save, and then switch because back. You're not gonna then do it that. is exactly what you're no, talking about. No, no, no. Yes, it no, is. Not. Yes, it is. You're, yes, it is. You're saying you're saying that you're saying. Oh, you're saying it's bullshit because even though mm. like most of the games out there allow you to seamlessly or save, go back from one game you to keep another, using the word seamless, it's so stupid. Without even noticing you're doing it, they've designed a game for the PlayStation Five as like the third. Is it the third full party, first party title? I think it's the third. Maybe it's not the word. The, it's only on PS5. Yeah. You mean? Um, God, what, what, what was only on PS5? Demon Souls, Destruction uh, no, All Stars. No, Mars Morales is on PlayStation 4 as well. Yeah. I can't even think. Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars. I don't know. Okay, whatever. However many it is. It feels like that's the world they got, they've designed the game for and they know they've done that and they've decided to go against it, which is just, okay, fine. No, again, I know sometimes we have these arguments that are 50-50. <laughs> this is one of those ones where, in my opinion, you, you are flat out wrong. 
This is like this is the, the house mark's decision making has nothing to do with the, these words you keep using about like seamlessness it's a and, game and a feature made for the PlayStation Five. I, but I think, they but know I the infrastructure. Fellas, the fellas, I think but it no. boils down to the fact that Jonesy just hasn't played roguelikes enough to understand that no, no, a roguelike you, can, you can't save true. in the middle of your run. Yes, you can in some of them. And you can in some of them. Jonesy's right, but. It like it, it comes it down to how but, the game, but, but, because the way yeah, but it, yeah, people design you can't, games, you can't yeah, criticize yeah, you can't criticize Housemark's choice as the as them not tying yes, into something that barely I'm even a, exists that you've interpreted out of the PlayStation Five. Not even that's an advertised feature because there is no suspend and resume. You just keep using the example of Ghost of Tsushima's autosave system as to why you, you think it feels seamless. But the second you throw mm-hmm. another game in there, like a game with menus that you have to choose what you want to play before you do anything, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, then you're seamless argument goes out the window because if i switch from returnal to call of duty modern warfare there is no see then fucking going back to returnal would feel seamless because there are no menus in returnal <laughs> it goes straight into the game you would know that if you fucking played it but they it's it should still in this day and age i feel like that is an admission on their part to not allow knowing that they're making it specifically for the playstation you know 5. What? oh here's a question if it was on the xbox I have no idea. If it was on the Xbox Series One, Series One, Series, series X, X yeah. yeah, would you be able to switch between games? Yeah. Yes. There you go. Then no, there's there's different because but no, but that, 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 that's no, fun. that's different. Then that's Sony's fucked OS up, level not Housemark, yeah. Developer level. Then uh, now you think the PS5 is missing I'll tell you why they're fucked up. Is because you can put your you can just put your PlayStation to rest, ah. and go away and do something else, ah. and come back and play Returnal. Ret- so this doesn't make any sense. So they've given you a system. They know that you can do that. Yeah, on PlayStation because 5. so the PlayStation no, the PlayStation PS5, 5, no, and they've just omitted. Oh my god, the you fact fucking idiot! PS5 doesn't have pause and resume like Xbox does. That's why you can't load another game. That's a PS5 so they, functionality issue. So what they should have included was a save, a quick save feature where it's constantly saving and it allows. Do you know what the funny thing is? Game. If you had just said, made that point. If you had just That's said, the point you, I'm making. no, no, the point you made. Roll the tape back. The point you made was that Returnal is a first party game that doesn't take advantage of Sony's non-existent pause and resumes on the PS5 OS, and Ghost of Tsushima feels seamless. You did not. I repeat, you did not make the point that simply that Returnal should have an autosave feature on runs. Yes, that's literally the whole point. The, but, but the reason you're making the point, your argument was completely built on completely unfounded grounds. No, it was built on the fact they've made it for the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5, in the way the PlayStation 5 operates, you have to have a save feature because you can't do the Xbox hot switching, but you need to incorporate a autosave, quick save feature. So that you can switch from game to game and no, yeah, you. That's that's the thing. Your 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 argument for why you want autosave is because you want it to feel quote unquote seamless. The word you've fallen in love with over the last ten minutes. Every time you switch games and back, your argument is nothing to do with the fact that it would like make runs more convenient, or that you could just play other games in general. You just want seamlessness. It's a silly point. No, I want I regularly with my PlayStation Five. One of the best, uh, what I don't know what you call it. One of the best, like um quality of life fixes over say like the PlayStation 4 personally is that you can go from game to game and it feels almost seamless it's not it's not it isn't but it doesn't matter because it feels logos come it's up irrelevant. the PlayStation the logos still come up the servers get connected to there are menus multiple of them there's nothing seamless about it it just it's just faster Fine. than it used to be you don't, you don't think it feels it i think it feels seamless it's just faster it than it used to be almost seamless fellas can I tell you what doesn't feel seamless? 
<laughs> Can you take a anyway, guess? Anyway, <laughs> this conversation. But no, so All the right, fact well, that they didn't include a quick save feature in this game feels very strange to me, given how long the runs are and given the type of game that it is. Fine. And given that it's a high stress, bullet hell kind of game, it feels like a weird omission that when they were making this game specifically for the PlayStation 5, they didn't include that as a feature. All right. And they've oh, now got the problem, God. because this is part of the news story that we haven't even touched on yet. <laughs> One of the problems they've had is, and that now Housemark have come out and actually said um, is a problem with the PlayStation 5, and they've called out PlayStation, or they've called out Sony, sorry, for this. Specifically, they've said that um, when the game crashes uh, and you lose all of the progress in your run-through and it doesn't save because there's no save feature, um, that is a problem with Sony's um, hardware and it's not a problem of their game. And they've specifically said it is a problem with the pre-start system on the PlayStation 5 and that they have raised it with Sony and they're attempting to get it um, fixed because it's a problem which persists. Yeah. Which, which I, think, is, I, think, I think the long-term solution to this is they just have to put auto-saves in. Like, isn't that... Br- I think that's brutal. Though. Don't you think that's brutal that they've said oh, that about Sony? Like, Housemark have just called them out. Like, bang. Well, they're, they're not mean, a first... It's fine. They're not a first-party um, dev for them, so it doesn't, doesn't yeah. matter. That's int- that's kind of feisty talk though for a company who've just made a game for them and have obviously uh, won a good relationship. I, I think you're reading too much into it. I don't think it's feisty. It's just them being matter of fact. Yeah, I think you can be direct without being feisty. I mean, uh, if it is a Sony that. issue, then it's a, like, what's the alternative? Them taking the blame for a company they don't work for? Yeah, I suppose. And I, I see what you mean. There's not many good alternatives. I don't know. It just seems to me like if I worked at Sony and then someone went, do you see what fucking Housemark just said? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine being like, oh, we're not making a game with any more bunch of dicks. <laughs> Can't believe they said it was yeah. like, well, like if you were at work and you were making a video and then you took it to someone else and there was like a transition, which was a bit shit. I'm the sort of person who would say, and someone said, oh, we don't like that transition. That's a bit jank. And I went, I'd say, oh, sorry, we'll take a look at that for you and to get it sorted out. I wouldn't go, oh, that was Jamie. I don't know what he's doing with transitions. He completely messed it up. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah. yeah I yes, yes, yes. But, okay, so an interesting point that you touched on, though, um, Jonesy, was that when you put your PlayStation, if you're playing the game, and you put your PlayStation in, like, a sleep mode, the game is still technically running, Right. Part of the issue that they've had is if there was any update to the game or any update to PlayStation, that it would crash Returnal and corrupt the save file. And as a PlayStation 5 person, that happens all the goddamn time that (laughs) your PlayStation 5 goes into sleep mode. Because to the ego, this is what we're talking about. Annoying quality of life stuff. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know, Jamie. You have to say if he's had this problem as well. Um, I'll put my I'll I'll put my PlayStation controller down because the kids wake up or whatever. I have to sort that out. It turns off after a, goes to sleep after a certain amount of time, and then the PlayStation shuts itself down, like uh, not that it shouldn't do. I reboot it and it says you've had uh, oh you shouldn't unplug your PlayStation Five. I'm like no one <laughs> fucking unplugged it, and then I turn it back on and it goes like rebuilding system. So as far as I understand, had I been playing Returnal then. Yeah, I you, would have lost all your progress. Play- it would basically be as if you just started the game yeah. from scratch. Oh, which, and then it would have yeah, and it would have my save file, which absolutely sucks. Gone. But um, yeah, more than that, it seems that Housemark released a patch. The patch that they initially released was itself broken, corrupted somehow, and fucked up with the game. So they've removed that patch, but they've since reinstated a patch that is now 
all kosher, all good, yeah. and will sort out a lot of issues that people have been happening. Uh, yeah, the, the bad patch was the thing that was corrupting people's saves. And yeah. the new patch, in some cases, will bring them back from the dead, but in other cases, it won't. Those people have just lost yeah. their shit. It's but just then, un- like, unfortunate, right? Like, th- th- no, no one like, wants this to happen for their game. This is absolutely unfortunate. And I think it's the frustrating thing is that there are very simple workarounds. Like, this is one feature implementation that obviously, it seems clear at this stage, Housemark were very black and white about that, that it wasn't a part of their design plan and they never at any point designed Returnal with it in mind. And maybe that's why there's this kind of this this hesitation on their part to to implement that kind of a, a feature. There is also a part of me that's just like, with a game like Returnal, and this isn't an excuse, and, I, and I'm not actually saying I feel this way, but there's also a part of me that wonders, do you owe it to yourself as a consumer paying $70 or £70 to, play, to buy Returnal to know what you're getting into? Because I identify someone who knows what I'm getting into. I've played Returnal not as much as I'd have liked to, but I've played it a handful of times this week. Have yeah. I left Returnal on rest mode? No. Have I switched games and thought and realized, oh no, what have I done? No. Have I sat down to play Returnal when I'm not sure I've got enough time to play Returnal? No. Yeah. Like, would I love Returnal to be a half an hour pick up and play things? I know I could come back to that run. Yeah, that would be cool. Then maybe it would re- would replace like a Rocket League in that slot. But at the moment, it's not one of those games. At the moment, I sit down to Returnal when I know I've got two, three hours to kill, which is why I've only played it a handful of times. And I'm not suggesting that every consumer should have to make that decision and should have to be as aware of those pitfalls. But again, as someone who spent £70 on Returnal, I was under no illusions about what kind of game it was because I looked into that shit. And, you know, that doesn't work for everyone. It's not a good excuse for Housemark, but that's just the way it's worked out for me. And also I'll say to Jonesy's point earlier, I've got my PS5 set to never turn itself off or even put itself into rest mode. Just stays on. Yeah. So that's, I think... You're probably um, probably doing it the right way, given the amount of problems and like. Well, that that was why I changed it because rest mode was bonked so for <laughs> so long. I was like, never putting my console rest mode ever. <laughs> for, for me, it was it was the fact that I I often I'm like, I would be doing something, I'd be playing a game, and then I'd have to go and do something else, and I was like, I'll go back to it, and then I wouldn't get the chance to, and then I'd be like, oh shit, it's been on all night. <laughs> so <laughs> I that's the only reason. But you're right, it is probably not the way to do it because it still has problems. Yeah. It's a shame. You know what else is a shame, fellas? The situation with a, a gaming uh, publication, as it were. Hmm. Hmm. Intriguing. Dot. 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 Mm. I think this is this is more your area. Are you, t- are, you ta- are you talking about GB? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. A, a fuck ton of people are leaving. Giant bomb. Indeed. I, I. I like. This is one of those weird ones where like. Originally, I don't even know if I was going to bring it up. It's hard to know how many people care about shit like this. Like, there's some some circles this is a big yeah. deal, and some circles it isn't. I, I was well, always. But before you start, I think it's worth remembering that whether you watch Giant Bomb or even know who they are, you've got to understand that how you consume your games commentator media these days is more or less directly related to what they did and what they pioneered, right? I mean, I, I'd like to think so, personally. Yeah, I'd I, say I, so. I, I think that, you know, you go back to kind of uh, GameSpot circa 2005, 6, 7, like, I think they were some of the first people in the video game space and certainly, like, video online video video game space to identify that personality was going to be 
the thing that drove that side of the industry forward before yeah. YouTube even existed. Um, and, you know, I've I've hesitated to recommend them to people over the years because I think nowadays you find Giant Bomb and it's just like, they're just a bunch of dudes in their 40s who have been <laughs> in the games industry so long that they're incredibly cynical. Um, some would say boring. Um, and that they their presentation in terms of the way they make their content isn't necessarily top-notch. They don't edit anything. Um, and um, even I, over the years, haven't liked all the, the iterations of that lineup. But, um, the, for yeah, for anyone that missed the news, as Chris, Chris said, a bunch of people are leaving, and Giant Bomb, as, as we know it or knew it, is 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 essentially no more. Jeff Gerstmann will still be there. But I guess it, it's really just an interesting way to talk about this idea of the... I asked you guys a question this this week, like, <laughs> is it wrong to be emotional when something like this goes away, when something like this ends prematurely? And luckily, you both said no. Um, <laughs> but it was weird. It was weird that, like, I spent, um, you know, six, six, seven years listening to these guys for hours and hours and hours every week. Probably, some weeks, probably as much as seven or eight hours if you included all the podcasts and live wow. streams and stuff like that. And and now it's just not a thing anymore, and that that was a very strange uh, emotional feeling. <laughs> well, I I said it, didn't I? It's like we're experiencing it now, but I mean, not not to kind of like pump ourselves up that much, but I guess there were a handful of people that probably felt the same way when they heard the news that hey, ATG is no longer going to be around. Like, totally. yeah, fine, we're doing super show and we're doing podcast, but it's not the same to what ATG was. You know? Yeah. No, no no one's paying us to make <laughs> uh to make this. Or actually that's not true, apart from our Patreon. The support of our lovely Patreons uh, We don't Patreon. get paid to make forward slash yeah. the super show. Yeah. It's, it's a bit different when you get paid like full time to just make content and you can do it week in, week out. Yeah. Um it's it gives you a, the space to do sort of a lot more, yeah. obviously. I guess it's just interesting experiencing uh, not that we're on the same level as them at all, but experiencing things from both sides of that gap and that divide, right? Of being content creators, having to kind of like put up our hats on ATG and on the other side, seeing something like Giant Bomb or whatever it may be and see them kind of saying like, hey guys, uh, Giant Bomb, as you know, it is no longer going to be around. It's still going to be their name. And yeah, Jeff Gersman's going to be there, but it's going to be a completely different entity. Yeah. It's just interesting having... Those two sides of it. I was listening to the the Giant Bomb podcast. They uh, where they announced all of it, and yeah, it's it's interesting, man. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I could be wrong, but I almost feel like the reason ATG started and failed are kind of the same reason, probably that they the same sort of issues they've had. I'm guessing with Giant Bomb in that. So when we started ATG, we started as a, we all started it just us through like us three after hours and stuff. It wasn't actually something we did through our company that we were working for. And then it became successful and we managed to make it become our like day to day what we did. Yeah. And obviously Giant Bomb is a bit different in that they started out as I'm guessing that they started out like as a proper sort of publication and then they moved into like online stuff because they were obviously a website and they have other, and then they have the podcast and things that existed after the fact. And I'm wondering if the thing that the death knell for them was probably the fact that you can start game channels at home from your bedroom with little experience <laughs> and blow up. So for basically no overhead, 
And these are the people that the giant bombs and, you know, the uh, other sort of large gaming platforms have to try and contend with in that those people with no overheads can turn out content every day. That, that's, that's a factor. But I think in, in terms of this, it's, it's maybe the opposite direction, right? Where... But I was going to say, but then they can't from where they're at now. They, the parent company, who, so who, because they were bought right recently. Yeah, was it, they were... was it CBS? Or... They was CBS prior to this. The company, the new one is called like Red Media Ventures or something. Right, I'd right, never right. heard of them before. But but like, do you think it's fair to say that from where they're at now, like companies are always looking for growth and where they're at now, they can't grow. I, I, I think that, well. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. If you're, if you're already giant bomb, there's nowhere to I go. Think... You can't get any bigger. Their, their, really. their model was okay because, for anyone that didn't know, they started a premium subscription model before, again, before Patreon was a thing, and that was still fairly healthy, is my understanding. But I think, right. well, the impression that I've got, and Chris, if you listen to the podcast, maybe you let me know if you think differently. But yeah, I think what happened was they were beginning to have conversations with the new parent company about, like, okay what does the future of this website and this all this stuff look like because everything you do right now is maybe a little bit like it's it's inefficient a lot of the stuff you're doing isn't yeah. finding an audience the podcast is big the video content isn't the subscription model might not be sustainable and so on and so forth how do we refresh this and pump a bit of life into it and it was at that point that a bunch of dudes who had been there for you know a de- two almost two decades were like nah i'm 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 out there was some yeah. speculation that because uh, three of them left at the same time about the timing, that, that, that some people now believe that they might have signed. You can sign deals after a takeover saying, hey, I promise not to leave for six months. And in return, yeah. you might get a bonus. It kind of looks like they all signed a six-month <laughs> agreement. And now that six months is up, like basically like 50% of the company is all leaving on the same day voluntarily. They're not, they haven't been let, laid off. Yeah. There are no layoffs it's, Well, it's always hard, right? Because in, in terms of these things, no one's really going to give the the full breadth of the situation. Yeah. Which is right? exactly what we had with ATG, right? We knew things we couldn't say. Yeah, exactly. So it's hard to tell. I, I, I'd I, imagine that you're probably right in that maybe they saw the direction that things were headed and they weren't too happy with it, potentially. Um, yeah. If you listen to them on the podcast, they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, we just uh, it's time. It's ready for a change. Been doing this for 10 plus years, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, okay, that's fair. But that's not really, it's neither here nor there, is it? it yeah. Is, there's got to be a, for, for three people to be leaving pretty much on the same time, there's something a little bit more. On the, than just yeah, like, on the oh, same it day. Was, it was time for a change. Three, three people, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, Jesse. That's what, that's why I said it makes me, it sort of makes me think of like ATG a little bit and how that is because, even as like ATG, if we can have the a static number of people listening, watching, doing whatever, make the same amount of money week on week, yeah. And if, to us, it feels fine. But then, if you look at a parent company, a parent company often will say, like you just said, where does it go? Oh, there he is, Mister Professional. But <laughs> no, but, so, but the, the thing, the thing oh, is that part of it. You think? Or no, because the thing that's different is like without being too indiscreet. Like if we if we had wanted to stay at the company we were at before working under ATG and trying to find the new direction for it, that option wasn't on the table. No, no, no. <laughs> like with this, well, like I'm, I'm just trying giant, to, I'm giant bomb still exists. Jeff Gerstmann is still there. They're trying to find the next direction. It's just that basically the entirety well, on, of the senior ATG stuff. ATG still exists. Well, like, I mean, ATG yeah. still exists. Well. ATG, although it's kind of not there. Um, <laughs> It's, it's it's a bit it's very different. You're right. We okay, were, we so maybe it's more like this, Jonesy. Maybe it's more like 
um, the head honchos come to us at ATG days and say, these six lists, these live streams, all of this, it's not working. And, and we need to change something. So what you're going to do is you're just going to make Minecraft and Fortnite videos. And then you'll be like, okay, that's fine. That's a way that this yeah. channel can continue. But I don't want to make Fortnite and and Minecraft videos, so I'm going to leave. Not saying that no, Giant that, Bomb that, are, are and, doing and, that. And, but but they also, oh, I was going to say, did they give that away? And then like no. maybe there's also a thing where they say, uh, this is the new plan, and uh, to make things slightly easier... Uh, what can we can you all sign contracts that agree to stay with this new plan for a certain amount of time and we'll give you a bonuses if you fulfill that contract <laughs> right. except maybe also chris we identify you as the leader and so maybe yours rather than being six months is actually two years <laughs> that's yeah. what i mean this is all speculation <laughs> And then, of course, yeah. we're, and, and we're saying, well, Gertzman's still there. It's like, or is yeah. he on a two-year? So he, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So he, he, they, he made a statement to GameSpot where he said, there is a collective vision for what the future of Giant Bomb is, and it involves both familiar and new faces. We're already in talks with creators so that we can begin this next chapter. We're fully aware that smart's blah, 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 blah. Chance to introduce new personalities from different backgrounds and explore categories and topics that we never had before. My theory is that, rather than like hiring new people that are essentially completely unknowns, which is what they've done before, I think they're going to either hire or rope in people from uh, other places that are already established. For anyone that doesn't listen, Danny O'Dwyer, the no-clip guy, yeah. he's been on the giant bombcast for basically the entirety of this year so far. I think they're going to do more things like that, where like, hey, yeah. this person you know from this thing is now a full-time guest on the podcast. You know, I just realized what they're doing. Well, would you would go for it? What, what? They're, they're doing phase 100 Thieves. In, in, in what sense? So it's going to be, you know, go like phase Daniel Dwyer. It's going to be like GB oh, Daniel Dwyer. And then it's maybe. just going to be this like, this branding, this like. I, 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 honestly, <laughs> I, I, if they, because like the state of the, the lineup right now, if they just hired fucking four, five, six people, like. Not off the streets, that's a kind of a rough way of saying it. But you know what I mean? Like that podcast yeah. would die because no one wants to tune into their favorite podcast and hear four new voices all at once. No yeah. one wants that. So yeah, I think they've rough, got man. to. I think they probably also get roped into the GameSpot thing a lot more. Maybe a few GameSpot voices on the podcast and so on. I don't know. Yeah. But then uh, see, that's why, I, that's why I wonder if part of it is, is, the, is the problem you've got is like, yeah, you look out there and you look at YouTube, you look at um, uh in gaming influencers and you say look at all these people being insanely successful look at the numbers they're doing look at this we're not growing why are we static why are we not doing the numbers we've got all these overheads we've got this thing we need to be doing xyz we need to like what is it saying we heard regularly was esports what's happening with esports how do you make money out of esports yeah and we're like we don't know anything about esports like we we watch barely any and we like how are we going to suddenly leverage the esports community to bring in and it's and you keep getting pushed and pulled in different directions because because companies, parent companies, are not happy with. Well, we get our viewers every week, and we do pretty well, and we're you know we're doing X Y Z. They're like more, more, more. And I think you're right. I think if someone comes to you and says you're making Fortnite and Minecraft videos <laughs> or podcasts about that every week, then you say you you go no, I'm not. <laughs> we yeah. didn't admittedly, like you said, we didn't have the opportunity to say okay, but well, we we, we kind yeah, of did. We kind of did because there was a time well before ATG was ever known to shut down where we had a meeting with google with uh youtube and just trying to understand why Uh, our views started to go down and in that meeting a representative from google (laughs) point blank told me 
you guys just get into a basement and just play Fortnite and Minecraft. That's all you need to do. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But that, they, no, see, even that's bullshit, though, because that's the same as going, you just need to talk about esports. Like, they don't know that. They're saying the most... Yeah, but hold on, because you're, talk, you're, talking to, you're talking to a representative of the platform that runs an algorithm that decides what content is being shown. And at that time, Jonesy, he was 100% right, because YouTube was not interested in gaming, the, the broader sphere of gaming. If you right. went onto the gaming tab on trending... You only saw Fortnite with the occasional Minecraft back then. That's all you saw. So it's not he wasn't wrong. I can't begrudge no, no, no. him. I can't begrudge him for that. But I'm saying he was wrong in the direction of causality. He was he was wrong, I in my opinion. He was wrong to say if you make content around Minecraft and Fortnite, you will pop off again. No, I think because I think more he, the wink wink nudge nudge was like, hey, make Fortnite, make Minecraft content, and guess what? The algorithm's your friend then. But hey, it's if you do of, if you do if you do six lists on like sexiest animals in games, <laughs> guess what? You're not getting in that fucking algorithm, boy. Thick boys of uh, gaming. No, but, but that you can sure, but but I don't know how much of them saying that is actually them saying looking at what does well. They look at the algorithm, what the algorithm spits out. Because let's be honest, they don't know half the shit of that it's going to spit out. And then they're like, well, the algorithm seems to massively be pushing um, Fortnite and Minecraft, but then. If we started to make Fortnite and Minecraft footage, so are ten thousand children who live in countries all over the world who have nothing better to yeah, do. Yeah, but than what I'm saying Minecraft is this: uh, uh, we little, now have to compete with. It's a little bit of a tangent, but this is what I'm saying. That's why that whole situation was so fucked. Because fine, the algorithm might be skewing towards those kinds of things, but then by the algorithm promoting those kinds of things, that's the only thing that's going to get views. So therefore, yep. that's the only thing you should be doing. And yes, then you get a saturation point where it's like absolutely fucking mental. Which is, hey, guess what? End result. We're no longer an ATG. That's why. Yeah. For, for, but then this is where I have to be the pantomime villain <laughs> and uh, point out that there are plenty of people that did things similar to what ATG did that still go to this day. Yes, because and, they, and, they, and, and never and they never weathered had the, the storm, and they had people behind them that were willing to weather the storm. Well, and I guess the people that were behind us were not were willing to weather the storm up to a certain point. Yeah, but, but like beyond that, they just but then, threw then, their hands uh, up and said, "To nah. what to what extent will?" I mean, this is this is maybe a conversation that shouldn't even be on this podcast. But like, the <laughs> the, the people behind this element is is something. Yes, yeah. true. But also, like, we were still steering that ship. We still made like once the downturn started, we yeah. still made almost two calendar years worth of content that yeah. never found an audience again. Quite like yeah. the one we lost. Yeah, you know. I think. Personally, I think you can look far too much at like this. Oh, could have, would have, should have, like done X, Y, Z, and it would have been better. Like that's fine. You can look at people that are successful and say, if I'd have just done that, I would have been successful. But in my mind, it's almost like saying, if I'd have just picked the lottery numbers right, I would have won the lottery. It's like fine, but you didn't know the <laughs> yeah, goddamn lottery. Numbers. But this, but for example, for example, to Jamie, but this, point, this like, was a lottery say, that everyone around us would continue to win while we weren't winning. No, because I was going to just say, like, you, we could have looked and said, okay, what are Giant Bomb doing? They're massive. We can just copy Giant Bomb. And a year down the line, Giant Bomb disappear. And we're like, oh, shit, they were the wrong horse to back. But, but <laughs> what example is Sorry, there I mean, of that actually happening? Who? What example of that is there of that actually happening? Like, who disappeared? Giant Bomb. No, they didn't. They're not disappearing. Is the no, the, the, but, the guy, but we're saying that we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but obviously there's been conversations about stuff's not great so the, the, those no, guys no, are you, deciding you, to see leave. that's the thing that's that's speculation 
They just got bored. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm speculating. Yeah, I'm speculating. There's nothing to suggest that like the numbers aren't great or the finances aren't great. They're just changing direction for because they've got a new owner. Yeah. Oh, sure. But I and yeah, my speculation is the reason they're changing direction is because stuff isn't going in the the direction the new owner wants it to go in. But I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. It could be for other reasons yeah. for sure. Well, anyway, there we go. Yeah, you know what yeah. else is kind of uh, just moving on from this topic because yeah, Jamie's right. We probably can't delve any deeper than, than we have. Um, but another kind of thing that's... Uh, shit, are we going to get sued? Nah, we're not going to get sued. Oh, no, we just, we just, like you said, we're just speculating about shit. We don't really know. Um, it sucks. Let's say that. It does it suck. Sucks. Every time it you sucks. see someone like... And, and like we said... I'm you, choosing to leave. It sucks. Yeah, and like you said, you never know what's happening behind the scenes. But we yeah. are getting a glimpse into what's happening behind the scenes in something else, fellas. See, fucking, this is this is it. Same One way. comment from Valdemar and Chris is, all, Chris is all over it. This but is we've the juiciness. Mr. Martinez. And this is the Apple versus Epic lawsuit. Because if you recall, fellas, Apple said to Epic, no Fortnite on iPhones or the App Store because you cannot have a secondary storefront, as it were, because it mm. goes against our terms and conditions. Now, because we want all the money. <laughs> yeah, sure, but at the same time, it's their storefront, it's their terms and conditions. So yeah, here is where the lawsuit comes in: who's right, who's wrong. It, but it doesn't really matter because what's really nice is all the juicy shit that's kind of it, you know, like a game like Diablo, where you hit a creature and like an end game boss. And it just spews out all of this fucking juicy loot and gold. And then you just spend like the next five minutes picking up all the stuff, looking at what's come out of it. This is what this whole Epic, uh, epic versus Apple lawsuit. Epic. No, you've made a new word. And it's great. Epic. epic. This is what the whole epic, epic lawsuit is, right? Because it doesn't necessarily so matter about the fight of the boss. What matters is all the juicy loot flying outside of its body. It's fucking great. <laughs> You're not so, wrong. It, it is epic with two. It things. is epic. It is epic. So look, just just so you know, okay, Apple currently takes thirty percent of every in-app purchase made through apps available in its app store. Keep in mind that Epic themselves are trying to, you big know, big money. It is big money, but Epic famously have been going up against Steam, um, you know, with a storefront of their own. And then they've also got a storefront within um, Fortnite, selling skins, et cetera, what have you. So it's very interesting, okay? Fortnite got removed because of the whole V-Bucks thing that went against Apple's policies. And now, as a result of the lawsuit actually getting into court, because people didn't think it would get to court. People, usually these things don't. Usually it's a case of you settle out of court, everyone walks away happy. But what's happening here is... Can I, let me, before we, can I, yeah. let me just clarify, because I've forgotten, because I have a terrible yeah. memory. As everyone who listens to this will know. Um, so the the main issue that they had with the V-Bucks thing wasn't that they said, don't spend your money through the app store. Spend your money through our online thing by buying V-Bucks with us specifically, and then you can buy stuff in-game. And Apple were like, well, hold on. Or sorry, I get no, that was Steam, wasn't it? And then they were like, hold on, you're using that as a way to get around our policies of our, us getting our cut. Yeah. And so we're gonna we're gonna take the fuck off. Yeah, for the the, the gist of it, right? Yeah. Thank you. They were in-app purchases without being Apple App Store in-app purchases. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it didn't it redirect you to like, yeah, uh, Epic's website or something, and that's where you yeah. anyway. And you this, bought the V bucks, or you bought the bucks, right? And then yeah. you used them yeah. in the game. It's something. something like this is why you can go on your browser on your computer and sign up to Spotify Premium 
But if you don't go through a, if you just go on your app on your phone, go through the Spotify app and sign up to Spotify Premium through iOS, you'll be doing it as an in-app purchase that Apple will take thirty percent off yeah. from Spotify. The biggest, the most annoying one is uh, if you go onto Amazon Prime and you want to rent a movie on your iPhone, you can't because it says you, this is not possible through this app. But if you then log into Amazon on a browser on your phone, you can rent the movie and then watch it on Prime on your phone. Yeah, yeah. But that's Audible that, has the same problem. That's Audible that's that's so that's Amazon playing okay with the App Store's policy, and this is mm. where Epic kind of gets annoyed by it. But now to um, to paraphrase Jamie, actually, what's happening is. It's just billionaires arguing with billionaires over who's going to be more billionaire. <laughs> true. You're not I wrong. want to be a billionaire. It's true. It's, all this is, it's not like, you, you think of Apple as a massive company. Epic is a fucking massive company. It's just one massive company saying we want more money and we're greedier than you. And the other one saying, no, 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 because we were the original greedy people. So fuck you. It's just like- This is the great point Jamie makes when we talk about companies like CD Projekt and we talk about them like they're indies. And he's like, they're worth a fucking fortune. Yeah. Yeah. They're tricking you. What are you doing? Totally, dude. So, you know, in the meantime, every like everyone in the games industry is kind of getting sucked into this because you're getting NVIDIA and Microsoft and, and Nintendo kind of, all of their some of their trade secrets coming out of this because hey guess what a courtroom with full of um sealed files is not actually as sealed as you thought they would be yeah some There's stuff num- that was asked a number to be, of interesting things yeah some cause a bunch of stuff that like people requested not be made public was made public <laughs> and then it was like did the judge fuck up or did they not make the request in time? All kinds of weird shit was happening. Yeah, and then the judge came out and said, well, they're, they're open now, so... Yeah, exactly. No point in pulling them back now. They're already in the public. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> so, uh, like, some of the stuff is, like, from Epic's side, it's saying how much they pay for their Epic Store exclusives or how much they pay in order to give us, as Epic Store users, free games. It was something like... Uh, um, thirty-six million or something like that for Borderlands Three. So yeah, one hundred forty-six million for the exclusivity on Borderlands Three, which was a six-month period, and Epic recouped their eighty million dollar minimum guarantee within just two weeks. So you know, shit, shit works. So when you when you say like, oh yeah, you know what, I I got to I got to support Epic on this, you know, free Fortnite hashtag, hashtag free Fortnite. I mean, they don't, they don't need to free anything. These guys are fine. Yeah. They do say that the Epic Store, though, is as a result of deals like that, hundreds of millions of dollars short from of being profitable. And I don't think the Epic Store specifically would be profitable for three or four years. But that's probably an easier pill to swallow, given that Fortnite generated nine point one billion dollars in revenue across twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Nine point one also, billion dollars. If you say it won't make any money for three to four years, it's like, so hold on, in three to four years, I'm going to make bank. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, when it's it becomes a profitable, game. yeah. And I think You'll they start said, making shit on. I think one of the stats was saying that Epic believes the Epic Game Store will have 35 to 40% market share in two to three years. Okay. That's you know, so yeah, so what you're doing is <laughs> that's like- Epic. Yeah, it is. That's Epic is what it is. So <clears throat> what they're doing is they're, they're hedging their bets, right? They- they taking the hit now because they know it'll pay the dividends in the long yeah. term. And they're absolutely right, it will. Yeah, like we also got a little bit of detail about how uh, their deal, deals with free games work and the amount they pay for those. Um, 
two examples I pulled, uh, Subnautica, which was free on Epic Game Store for a little while. Epic paid $1.4 million to make Subnautica free. On the flip side, though, Super Meat Boy, Epic only paid $50,000. Yeah, it's to mad. Make Super Meat Boy some of them free. doesn't make... There's some they had a whole table of all these games, Jonesy. And some of them were like, You paid because it's so old. You man. paid nothing for this. Age? Yeah, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe it's an age thing. Because because remember, if it's free, it's not exclusive. Yeah. So it's still on other storefronts, etc. Right. It's more a case of saying, Well, you know, if people want it on Epic, then there it is, I guess. Yeah. I suppose I suppose also you get the the bump of something like Super Meat Boy, you say, Okay, it's fifty grand, it's free, but now you've just given a lot of people the incentive to buy the sequel. Well, and also, it's about accounts and signups, right? So overall, they spent nearly twelve million dollars across thirty-eight games that went on to be free on their store, which uh, led to the creation of almost five million new Epic accounts, which uh, led to a cost of two point three seven dollars <laughs> per new user for Epic. Right there, you go. Which, so that's uh, what they're doing. Is, I don't, I don't know if that's good value. Lot. When they're doing that, they're buying users. That they're yeah. not. They're not buying free games to give to people. They're buying users to the storefront in the hopes that they will buy the next game. Yes, Maybe sure, through yeah. an exclusivity deal. Like, I'm not an Epic Store kind of guy, but guess what? Control and um, Metro, what was it? Exodus. That was all on on Epic. So I bought it there. I tell you what else Epic do, which is pretty genius, is they give you those uh, like ten dollar off vouchers and stuff. Yeah. So then you go, oh, ten dollars off. Oh, so this game's only costing me five ninety nine instead of fifteen ninety nine, and they're obviously going, mm. it's still costing you five ninety nine of real money. So we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. how I bought they're, Hades. They're smart. They're very smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, James, you, guys- you, you had some other kind of anecdotes from from. Yeah, I feel like there's a few other tidbits. Um, uh, I. I, I don't even know where to start with some of this stuff. This one I pulled out for Jonesy. This was Mark Rain, who was the co-founder of Epic Games. Um, the they were having a little email back and forth, which is where how a lot of this leaked out, which I fucking love. And they were talking about Microsoft's Minecraft Earth demo, which was the AR sort of like uh, AR infused Pokemon Go style Minecraft game. Mark Rain accused Microsoft in this email of quote horribly overselling AR in a way that poisons the world for the industry. They did the same shit with HoloLens. <laughs> to be fair, he's not wrong. I've used a HoloLens. It's pretty crap. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yep. Just anyway. interesting that like, Epic behind the scenes literally accusing Microsoft of poisoning the well when it comes to AR. Uh, there was a, a, an, an agreement, a deal that got leaked between Sony and Epic with regards to payment and playtime ratio for Fortnite. So, for example, if someone was play, spending a disproportionately large amount of money on uh, other platforms compared to the amount of time they played Fortnite on PlayStation. But let's say someone played PlayStation Fortnite for 10 hours, but then for some reason would always go to the Xbox to buy the Battle Pass. Epic had a deal with Sony where Sony would be compensated for that loss in relative revenue. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, oh, wow. Okay. One of the others was that um, for the PlayStation 4, at least, Sony were charging companies in order to have crossplay. Yeah. There's 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 also uh, some leaked emails from 2018 where Epic are trying to convince Sony to enable crossplay and they aren't convinced. And so um so basically Epic try and make this like uh crazy like high level pitch to them where they're saying things like uh giving you giving them all the uh, data and marketing data that they asked for 
deeply integrate Sony's esports API into the Unreal Engine 4 as an engine-level feature and maybe announce it at E3. Uh, announce crossplay in conjunction with Sony. And in this part, I like, Epic goes out of its way to make Sony look like heroes. You get to pick the when, where, how. Um, Epic's, Epic brands its E3 presence with PlayStation, including a 100-player celebrity pro-am with huge after-party. Budgets I've seen are huge. It will be the biggest event at E3. <laughs> Maybe we announce with all the celebs on stage, question mark. Just great about all of this is as we've been in meetings and we've talked to people where you've heard this kind of shit. Yeah. And you're just like, it's so funny just to hear like even Hey, we, we came up with some crazy ideas or some uh, pitches to promote games. Some mate, some absolutely fantastic the, ideas. The, the best one was uh was it for watchdogs? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember it, Jamie? Do you remember yeah, it, Jersey? It was, that was, it was your idea. idea. That Go was on. such a good idea. Get, get, get the on. idea, the idea was because they was they had some ludicrous amount of money that they wanted to spend. It was let's say it was I can't remember. Let's say it was like a quarter of a million quid. It was all six like figures, half a million, yeah. dude. Was it half a million? It was like half a million quid to spend on like some advertising campaign for Watchdogs. And I want to. I can't remember. Was I think it was my idea was to say like let's spend like uh, however much 150k or whatever it was to actually make the content and make the videos and da 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 but then what we do with the rest of the cash so we're talking a cool 350,000 is to just load it into uh cannons around something like um ox uh no, didn't we say ATM machines I remember ATM yeah, yeah. machines yeah to, no it was ATM machines but it was to imitate the ATM it was like machines. Piccadilly yeah. Circus like air cannons like ATM that looked like ATM machines and it was a was, where's the place with the billboards Piccadilly Circus Piccadilly Circus yeah Piccadilly Circus and we just blast all of the money out. So there's cash going everywhere. And it's like this amazing, uh, like visceral thing where you get a load of people to act like it's actually really happening. You've hacked the system and it's launching money out. That was a great idea. Like, it was a great was, idea. It's a mental people idea. Have hundreds of thousands of pounds just came blasting out of the cash machines at Piccadilly Circus. The traffic went to a standstill. Like, oh, dude, it was a great idea. Yeah. If they've got the cash to burn, we can blast it out of them, the cash machine. <laughs> yeah, and then the um, next day, uh, all the tabloids are going to be talking about how 50 people got murdered <laughs> because they had wads of cash that other people wanted. Stampeded, they got trampled to death. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, so yeah, that's the idea, isn't it? Is that you, all the free advertising from this insane thing That's that the idea, yeah. Cash, <laughs> that's the idea, is the insane kind of like... What the hell? Hundreds of thousands of pounds coming out of cash machine. Anyway, you 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 guys might be surprised to hear that they never went for that idea. <laughs> Funny that. Because they can't see a good idea when they see one. True. They don't know a good idea. When oh, they you see know, one. we had some really good, decent ideas. I remember the one we had for Call of Duty World War II to promote that is we said that we would storm Normandy. That they'd imagine <laughs> on the beach of Normandy, there'd be a table with a computer that you could, or a console, whatever, that you could play the game on and that we would storm it by land, sea, and air. And one of us would take, like, one yeah. one of us would drive, a, a like, a Willis Jeep from from the UK all the way down there. One of us would take, a like, a speedboat and one of us would parachute down. This is we, this is not a good we, look, boy. We just had a whole segment about how sad, we, I don't want to shame it is, the ATG. And now we're talking about what our pictures were for six-figure six budget my- spends. Yeah, it's quality. One of my favourite, I don't know if you remember this one, was the one around um, uh, Last of Us Part 2, which was the, um, and, they, and the idea was basically to take over uh, like empty shops, bus stops, like random places in London, and to uh, revert them to nature. 
yeah. like uh, Last of Us, as in Last of Us, and have like a derelict car and vines growing all over it and stuff. That I thought was a really cool idea. Like, and you have all these pop-up areas around London that would have been. We there. said we we're going to release the giraffes from uh, London Zoo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's epic. You have to None of these things ever fucking happen, though. Like, it's not even that. Like, you can look at it and be like, "Oh, that's where they spent that five hundred thousand pounds." Like, <laughs> no. No, they just the, the answer in most of these situations is they just don't. Yeah, no, no. no the, yeah. the answer is they just pay a celebrity to make a shitty thirty second. Ad. Well, I was going to say there was one year where the <laughs> winning pitch for Call of Duty, I think it ended up going to like Lad Bible or something like that. It was just a paintball match with celebrities <laughs> in it. So, to be fair, we right. often said, "What about a paintball match?" Yeah, I mean. Get a load of we clearly, they went for it one year. Yeah. Well, like you look at the new Warzone ad. I bet that cost them a loads of money to make, yeah. and it's a oh, whole dude, bunch of—is yeah. it sports stars or rappers or something? Mo- who both, all sorts. Going, yeah. Oh, I fucking love Warzone. Yeah. Bunch of like really awkwardly done green screen shit. Like, what if we got a footballer who plays for Aston Villa to do keepyowies with a grenade? Yeah. There was one that they did. A COD campaign where it was literally the idea that they spent all that money and budget on was like, oh, we'll just we'll just get user generated content to people doing little vignettes, and that was the oh. one where they had uh, Post Malone, that Post Malone song, whatever, uh, Rockstar or some shit like that. Oh. It, it was really, it was really, really bad. It was really, really bad and really. Dude, I'm so simple. over those sorts of shit trash no. ideas where they just go, I'm just gonna get an in, we're gonna get influencers to just say it's good. I'm like. Do something for well, no, we're, we're over the, it because the one we that, were never those influences that they would have paid. The one that was if good was when they got like, like, yeah, I love this shit. They did like a live action thing and it was like actors playing their gaming style counterparts in a natural war zone. Oh. No, it was like it was decent and like Jonah Hill was in it, it and he was like the noob, but like in real life. So he was like, he was going to use the noob tube and stuff like that, but they were in a real, <laughs> I don't know. I remember that being quite fun. Anyway. Yeah. Do you want to hear it's about some more this. epic stuff? Yeah, <laughs> I've got a few more. I've got a few more bits and pieces. Um, one thing that makes sense, but I didn't know existed, is that like Microsoft have an internal team that um, that uh, review. Um, sorry, one sec, lads. Um, I've got to go after this new story. Okay, that's good. Okay, I'm ha- I'm getting hounded. Hounded. Um, no the 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 feds. Yeah, They're yeah. Finally, on I've your got case. to wrap this up quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Um, so yeah, one thing one thing that I didn't know existed, but I guess makes sense, is that Microsoft have like an internal team that looks at and reviews other games that other teams are making and other companies are making. Yeah. And in the Microsoft internal review of The Last of Us Part Two, haters block your ears. They called it <laughs> quote significantly ahead of anything out on consoles and PCs. As in, Microsoft, they went from Microsoft, in an but then they went thing, on yeah. to criticize the gunplay. They said that. Naughty Dog still hasn't nailed the gunplay. Yeah, and they also criticized having fair. to Yeah, change, I, I don't disagree. Change weapons on the D-pad while you're moving with the left analog stick. They didn't like that either, but I don't know. Yeah. It, um, it is interesting that they had this whole review process. Yeah, and speaking of incorrect internal Microsoft documentation, they also had uh, documents about what their rivals would be doing in terms of releases. And while a lot of the Sony stuff was redacted and we couldn't see what they thought, uh, there was at one point in time, August in 2020 to be precise, when Microsoft believed that Breath of the Wild 2, Bayonetta 3, Metro Prime 4, and Shin Megami Tensei 5 would all be released between October and December of 2020, when in fact none of them were. So Can you they imagine were if off. they did, though? What a fucking year. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Um, there was an email thread 
where Phil Spencer said to Tim Sweeney that he, quote, hadn't given up on getting xCloud on other consoles. Kind of interesting. There was an email thread where Tim Sweeney was emailing Tim Cook, the headhunter (laughs) at Apple, talking to him about iOS policy. Uh, Tim Cook didn't reply. He just sent a forwarded email to his uh, colleague saying, is this that guy that was at one of our rehearsals? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So basically, Tim Cook, who is yeah, Tim Cook, who is this guying? Uh, Tim Sweeney is quite fun. Oh, here's a question though, quickly about like 4D chess stuff. Do you think if you were one of these people, right? If you were like a, a CEO, or you were head honcho, and you know that this sort of stuff sometimes comes out, like email chains, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, would you be tempted to throw a couple of fakes in there just to throw people off? Like in the course of a year I or think, I think years, that might be, like, be illegal, dude. In the case of not- a lawsuit. No, no, but at the time it's not a lawsuit. So let's say that let's say that uh, Super Show becomes a big company, right? Yeah. And, and we're like the head honchos, us three. And I emailed Jamie like something that he knows is bullshit because we had a drink the other day and I said it was bullshit. But I email him something and he sees it and goes like, oh, he's just being a weirdo. And he sends something to you. And then later down the line, they go, <laughs> release the emails. And then they go, here's the email. where, uh, And it was bollocks. But And we did it on purpose just to kind of fuck with in the remote chance that anyone ever releases the I mean, emails. It's just maybe that's, that's a bit of a stretch, but yeah. I guess but Tim, so. Co- Tim Cook's had a beer with, uh, so did you say it was? Tim Sweeney. Tim Sweeney. With Sweeney, and he's like, oh yeah, could you imagine if I just pretended I didn't know who you were? And then he sets that <laughs> off. And it becomes a news maybe. thing. Maybe. Uh, so see, that, that's, that's another level. Of, that's 5D chess, whatever that is though. <laughs> um, uh, he's on the phone to him going, I'm sending the email now where I pretend that I don't know who you are and asking. Yeah, and they there. chuckle at each other. Um, um, the, one last thing I wanted to throw out to you guys is that yeah. there was a an internal Fortnite presentation that sort of had their plans for the future that also got revealed. Included a lot of stuff in it, like plans for a party royale with a basketball mini game that would have included uh, basketball skins for LeBron James and Zion Williamson. It would seem wow. like. Okay. Um, so I thought that'd be a good opportunity to play a bit of a, a skin or not skin game for you guys. Um, Are there four of them? Come on now, behave okay. yourself. Um, so I'll, I'll throw out a name, and you okay. tell me if they're actually being planned to either A, have a skin, or let's say B, being worked into an event. Because sure, not all of sure. these names are actually going to be in the game of skins, but would have had some kind of tie into Fortnite. Okay, bearing in okay. mind that Neymar was one that was just released, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the scope that they're okay. kind of going Oh, okay. Well, the, 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 this first name is nowhere near Neymar. I'm going to throw one out. Goku. Goku? I would love to see Goku on there, uh, but I would say no. I'm going to say yes. Chris is right. Goku not planned. Oh. Naruto. I'm going to say yes, purely because like two anime back to back. What are the chances? I'm going to say no. <laughs> Jonesy, you had a shocker. Chris is right again. Naruto. Was part of the plans. Wow, that's mad. Samus Aran. No. Yes. Jonesy gets the point in this one. Samus, oh, Samus on. was apparently planned with the uh, Master Chief and Kratos stuff, but for some reason didn't materialize. Not, we're not at this stage sure oh, why. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, actually. Minecraft I wonder, Steve. Oh, I wonder if it was tied to, like, uh, tied to something, like they were going to do a release of something and then they pushed it because they didn't release something else. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was going to be a Metroid update that never... I don't, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> Minecraft... It was going to get released in 2020. Minecraft Steve. Uh, um, yes. No. Jonesy gets the point. He was not mentioned. Wow. 
Slightly different, uh, slightly bit of a twist on things here. Katniss Everdeen. Oh, uh, yeah, I could totally see that happening in, in, yeah. No. Point to Chris. She was planned. Kill oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm three to one, yeah? I'm not, I'm not actually three counting. I'm not three counting. You, you guys keep count. Yeah, I'll do this yeah. part. All right. Kill Bill's The Bride. Yes. I'm going to say no. It's a point to Jonesy. Oh, Kill, oh, Bill, real. Kill Bill's The Bride was real. planned. <laughs> the Mask. No, no, no. Come on. If you had said the, yes. if you had said son of mask, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I can see it. Yeah. Point to Chris. No, oh, the mask oh, was take, made up. Taking the lead again. Snake Pliskin. Yes. Mm, no. Point to Chris. I'm, I'm in trouble. John McLean. No. Yes. Point to Jonesy. Oh. John Rambo. Yes. No, purely because. Oh, go on. Sorry. Point to Jonesy. Oh, yes! what? Five all. Because I've seen Rambo <clears throat> mentioned in Warzone potentially, and also obviously Rambo was in uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So that's the reason I was uh, noted. We're pivoting again now. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Just, just, oh, just, 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 just the man. <laughs> I would say. I would say yes. Uh. I'd say yes as well. Both correct. Both get a point. Decent. Ariana Grande. So not necessarily just as a skin, because you said could be like an event. Could, could be yeah. could be an event time. That was I'm the same with no. The Rock. Okay. I, mm. I'm gonna go yes. Jonesy right, gets the point. I'll, I'll stick to no. <gasps> yeah. Seven six. I'm pulling it. I'm, I'm ahead. Billy Eilish. Yes. Uh, with lingerie or without lingerie? Oh my um, god, here we go. I prefer not to say. <laughs> oh, okay, let's say no, just because Chris went yes. Don't he gets the point again? Oh, Eight, six. And then the final name I've got here. Oh, so I've lost it then if there's one more. All Sorry. Right, fine. That, oh, was, that was, oh, okay, no, that I, was, wait, well played, so no, well okay, I'll do two more. I'll do two more. Uh, okay. to, um, to, okay, to, well then we know that. One's gonna not be true, at least. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. One, one's gonna, one's gonna be fake, and one's gonna be real. So there's two <gasps> points up for grabs. Okay. The two names are Bad Bunny. Uh, I think he's a yeah. South American thing. Yeah, thing yeah. And late and Lady Gaga. So I need you to both say that whether, like, whether you think they are both real, both fake. One re- and uh, if it's one or the other, and then you need to specify. And there are bad bunny, yes. Lady Gaga, no. Okay. I'll go the inverse. Two points for Chris, zero for Jonesy. Oh, Lady oh. Gaga, Lady Gaga oh. is real. Bad bunny, I this made up draw. because I, I see. Did you think I, I put you off by saying I think he's some South American kind of guy? I, but actually, I, I knew I, you knew who Bad Bunny was. You yeah, I know who Bad Bunny scumbag. is. Scumbag, because he was at WrestleMania. Bad that's bunny. why. That's why I thought. I thought you were doing a tricky thing where you're pretending you didn't know, but you did know who it was, and they were on the list. And then I thought you threw in Lady Gaga because why not? No, Lady Gaga was in fact on the list of. I, I think the Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande things will be concerts. But the, the, this is the fucking crazy right. thing about Fortnite, right? Like 
Anything is viable. You said that, oh, can't be John Rambo because John Rambo was in Mortal Kombat. Guess who else was in Mortal Kombat? Terminator. Guess who's in Fortnite? Terminator. Like, it's a good point. Yeah. Good point. And Predator. I, I was thinking like, more of the, the fact that I saw it in Rambo, uh, Warzone mentioned yeah. recently, and I was thinking if it's yeah, Warzone. Yeah, those Warzone be things are bizarre. But then they did do a kind of, they did the Halloween thing, didn't they, with the, the Ed Jigsaw and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. So maybe. Uh, anything, they're, they're so smart in what they've done with Fortnite. Anything is possible. But yeah, well, fuck, that's it, guys. I mean, there's obviously a lot more that's going to be coming out of this. So Keep keep your ears to the ground, as it were. And I think that's all we've got time for today. I'm going to suggest a um, a code word. Let me know what okay. you guys think about this. Hashtag snooker gang. Oof. Do you know what? I don't mind it for one simple reason. That's a point I forgot to make earlier. Mm. I think Americans have a hard time with the word snooker because they all want to call it snooker. So really? maybe, so that ties into, <laughs> yeah. so Chris has got the code word, but also if you wouldn't mind, answer my question, how would you pronounce that word while you're leaving the code word? Yes. And also- uh, Joe, Joe Rogan says snooker, I think. There you snooker. go. Okay. Snooker That's before. weird. And uh, of course, the other question that we do want answered is, who, Jamie, should be uh, hosting next week's episode? No, Jamie. don't answer that question. And with that, Answer that question with the name, with the word Hold Chris. On. The actual, the code word is Chris. If you made it this mm. far, just type Chris in the comments down below. No. We have what, we got one more question. Okay. From, uh, from, uh, I don't know how to phrase this politely. <laughs> no, let me think of something. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I oh, know, I've got it, I've got it. I've, I don't know what this is. From a rating of how hot Billie Eilish looks in her lingerie shoot. Oh, you are such on a... a sc- on a scale of nine to ten. I, oh, on a scale of nine to ten. Wow, you are such I, a dog, you know that. Dirty she dog. looks fantastic. Maybe, maybe, she's never, she's maybe never that's the, the code. Uh, what do I type in? I'm not going to type in Billie Eilish lingerie. Who, what do I type in? Uh, I, I posted it. Look it was the, the, uh, the Vogue shoot. It was the Vogue shoot. Oh, you did post it. But maybe that's the code word is Dirty Dog Jones. She looks great. She doesn't ever do stuff like this. For, she always does like, she always, because she always wears like the baggy she stuff. She still looks like a child, man. I'm not about it. She is only 19. So, yeah. you know, she looks, but she's looking great. She's looking, um, very We're getting hot, to the stage good. now where okay. I can be almost a decade older than people, and I don't like how that feels, so <laughs> prefer not to speak. Wow. We <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Well, fellas, with that, let's just say thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah.